96 down the line. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode one of the new campaign for 3D6 down the line. We are playing the halls of Ardenvul, a mega dungeon in the grand fashion. We're going to be using, of course, as always, the old school essential system by Gavin Norman. And uh, I am John, I am your referee, and going around the horn here, we have... I'm Mike, I'm playing a dwarf that is named Gorind Blackhood. He's a clanless dwarf, so I thought Blackwood would be kind of a cool like name for anyone who's clanless and gives them a reason to go out with these Muppets and die in a horrible cavern. Who needs a reason to die in a horrible cavern? <laughs> right. Self-evident. Uh, I'm David. I'm playing Barger Mudclump, the thief, uh, full of scumbaggery. That's my scumbaggery-ish uh, costuming right now. And uh, can't wait to die terribly. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is just how you look, me. This is what you look like. It's, it's, it's 104 degrees in California, and I'm pretty sure these help cool me off. You know what I mean? Good. As long as they help, they're very cool. <laughs> they're ensorcelled in some mystic manner. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm Matt, and uh, I will be playing uh, Frater Avaricios Epidemus. And uh, I shall be keeping all of these uh, uh, bastards alive as best I can. And, uh, <laughs> afterwards, we'll go out for a drink. And I'm Ted, and I will be playing Osric the Omnipotent, a mage and total novice of the mystic arts. Nice. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, and for our, uh, our audio listeners out there, David was referring to the fact that he's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Not at night. A, Not at night. Nice that always just begins to describe it, John. Yes. Listen, I, yeah. I, I've got a I've got a deep cut uh, button down, and I also have a golden lock pendant around my neck. That's yeah. all good thieves should. That's right? not his. Yeah, that's yeah. not his character's description either. That's him. That's what he's wearing. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> that's what he's chosen for this first episode of Roof. <laughs> Look like an extra Miami Vice doomed to die in the end of the episode. This is why you should uh, never move out. Move out of your parents' house because. Sometimes, no. sometimes you do need to be dressed. Look, I was, they kicked me out because I was dealing weed, right? Yeah, well, that'll happen, yeah. All right, yeah, so, okay, so this is the first session of our new campaign, Playing the Halls of Alden Rule by Richard Barton. And uh, if you've tuned into our, la- our session zero, that's where we did all our character creation to kind of explain the campaign in general. Um, in the description of every episode that we have, I will be linking to a folder that contains my house rules and other documents, so the way that I've kind of tweaked the system um, for our own use. Uh, it's a little bit further than what we use for Dolman Wood, but it's basically the same thing. Um, but for anyone who's interested in like some of the rulings that I may make, um, or some of the classes that we're using, for instance, Ted is being, is using a, a, an optional class from the Carcass Crawler official OSC zine called the Mage. So just so no one's confused, he's not playing a magic user. It's actually a separate class called the Mage. Um, uh, you'll find all of that information and, uh, what, what I'm allowing and what I've changed in the game in the, in that, and that link in the description. Uh, so please, if you like the, if you like what you're seeing and you like the past content and you're excited about this, please like, and subscribe, of course, as normal and, uh, big news for the channel. We, uh, we, we officially now have merchandise up on Redbubble, so you can have your choice of all sorts of different gear. As you can see, Mike is modeling in the best fashion possible. Uh, one of our hats that you can possibly get. We can do both the 3D6 DTL logo and the written out down the line as well with all sorts of interesting and fun stuff. So head on over there and help support the channel. It would be awesome. And uh, All right, so let's get it, into it. It makes my coffee taste better. I'm just going to say it makes my coffee taste better. <laughs> Side benefit. It, it kept the sun off my bald pate. That was really good. 
<laughs> All right. You can get so, dice, but only in three d sixes, right? You can't get anything else. Is that no dice? Yeah. Yeah. No okay. dice. Okay. Oh yeah. well. Oh, that's next level. But the, the cool thing about our official dice is that they are just regular d sixes. So it's true. Any d sixes you can, you get. You are supporting the we. channel. <laughs> we get a cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, all roll, they all roll ones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at the end of last session, at the very last thing we did is we rolled uh, random, semi-randomly for the time of year. Oh, and yeah. So what we came up with is that it is the month of Lucrios, which in this world is the fourth month of the year, April. And it's the 27th, which is known as, uh, and uh, the day of the week is Taz Day. T-A-Y, and so I thought, as a quick little send-off to Dolmenwood, is that we would head over once, one last time, over to the um, Exploring the Wild section of the Dolmenwood campaign book and use its chart for spring weather and determine what the weather's like. Ooh. So, mm -hmm. let's head over there, and uh, I need someone to roll me 2D6, David, please. He's got the sunglasses on, so... Oh, I see. I was going to say... Uh, Summer weather. Give us the good weather. Give us a nice day. Yeah, give us a nice yeah. day, man. Second. Don't blow the first roll. <laughs> like I did last go. <laughs> Middle of winter. Oh. There you go. What's the total? Seven. Seven is the total? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. that's a good roll. It's a good roll. Um, it is a warm, mm -hmm. sunny spring day. There you go. Okay. That was oh. great because I can afford winter gear. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford spring gear. All right. Just give me one second here. Okay. So it's a nice, sunny, uh, warm spring day in Lucrios. Now, you guys might have thought that you're starting in town in Gosterwick, right? No. No. no, that's not going to uh, No, my No. You guys are, let's see, how do I want to do this? We're in a swamp, aren't we? Starting in the belly <laughs> of a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting dead. Just get it over with. Next character. All right, let me switch up here to this. Uh, give me one moment. We're in like a There's a swamp on this map, of, well, a marsh anyway. Oh, Burdocks Valley. Oh. All right. Okay. You guys Say are... Uh, cool. you. All of you are together, and you have traveled the nine miles from Gosterwick along the Imperial Road, and you are facing probably the most awe-inspiring sight that you have ever witnessed in your lives uh, This thus far, is the massive colossi that uh, front this towering cliff face that rises about 1500 feet up the uh, sound of the falls that are coming down on the western side on the right side of one of the of one of the two figures um, is the the thunderous noise of it is so intense that you can barely talk to each other without shouting um, the road that you're on that has led that leads basically south out of Gosterwick and then curves back around to the north around Toti Lake um, uh, that you've taken is an old imperial road that was built um, over 1,200 years ago 
and it long uh, lies it parallels basically the eastern side of the Swift River, which is the river that forms out of the basin of these falls. And um, it's the road itself is made of large rectangular cobblestones. Um, and you can see that at one point, uh, far in the past, that this used to actually have like curbs and drainage along the side, but that's long been overrun. It's completely cracked now, and there's grasses and small shrubs that grow through it. Um, but it's a, it's still like a heavily traveled road, um, although less so in this direction. Now, as you are approaching the falls, about 500 feet away from these massive things, uh, the footing here becomes treacherous and slick, and there's uh, the humidity is intense, and the spray from the uh, from the falls is basically misting the air around you, um, and it's all quite overwhelming. And through the mist, though, you can see these uh, th these huge what you've been told are known as the colossal defenders. The one closest to you is a warrior that is kneeling with their left hand extended outwards upon their knee. This is the, supposed to be the, the mighty Archontean heroine, Arden, and then her traveling companion and partner, the sorcerer Vool in his hooded cape lies further to the east. And in between, you can see that there is a set of steps that switch backs between the two statues all the way up to the top of the plateau where you have heard that the ruined city of Ardenvul, named after these two heroes, uh, rests on top of this plateau. Um, although you can't see any sign of it uh, from where you are. So that's how you're right. approaching. Um, you can see that on the western side of the falls that there's a section of uh, what appears to be uh, small uh, uh, of broken stairs they're actually on the western side of the falls itself, but the, but sections of it have actually like huge gaps basically span where parts of it have fallen apart. But about halfway up, you notice that there is a grand like marble lined entrance that there's like that goes deep within in, into the cliffs itself. But it's the only sign that you can see from this distance of some sort of um, of uh, you know human entrance to this place. And this is separate from the switchbacks. This is separate from the switchback. Yeah, there is a there's a connected switchback, in uh, that goes all the way up to the top between the two statues. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is this is off to the left of Arden. You said. Yes, and I can show you this actually, which might give you a better view. Ooh. there. Uh -huh. That's metal, dude. Oh, pretty. That's awesome. Very that cool. Very awesome. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the switchback I see on the right. So you guys are like right here. Oh. oh wow, we are little. Did you move that or did I move that? Uh, on the map, the picture on Albert, I was moving it. I think that's me. Sorry. Okay. Is there another? Is there another cave entrance at the connected switchback right by Arden's like uh, pauldron? Like his shoulder? Yeah, I see that. Or her yeah. shoulder. So this is, it's difficult. It's actually not really accurate because the mist is so strong that you can't really make out these things. But okay. just this is sort of to give you a general idea. Okay. Um, I, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so. Uh, so basically what you guys are traveling along this road on your feet and, um, and well, actually, hold on. Let me just look real quick. 
Now, on the road off to the side, not very far from where you are right now, probably about 50 yards, you see that there is what appears to be an abandoned watchtower of Arcantian make. It seems to be in extremely poor repair. Um, it looks like all the upper levels of it have actually collapsed into the tower itself and the surrounding area uh, around it, near the base. Um, and, uh, and there's like a broken doorway that you can't really make out okay. what's, what's inside. But um, the, there is, you know, the spray of the waterfall is constantly kind of pummeling the side of this thing, at least on the, uh, on the western side of it. And uh, time of day, John? Uh, we'll say it's noon. Okay, so it, would we estimate that there is enough daylight to make it up the cliff, probably, right? Uh, it depends on how treacherous it is. It looks very, very slick. It depends right. on how quickly and cautiously you go. Now, uh, how many... go ahead. Uh, how many skeletons do we see uh, at the bottom of this, of people who have slipped and fallen? <laughs> uh, you don't see any signs of uh, immediate habitation right now. Um, but once again, it's it's very difficult to kind of see anything. Yeah, Mike? Number one, I have a couple of questions. The road that we're traveling on, is it new construction? You said it was old construction, had been stripped of its gutters and all the rest of that stuff. It's like from the old Arcantian Empire, correct? Yeah, it's an old imperial road. We traveled through Gosterwick, right? Yep. Assuming we stopped there, did we do any rumor gathering or anything like that? there is there any assumption that yep, we've that's done my that that's my next thing yep oh, okay then i'll shut up and let you do that okay uh so you have heard two things in particular um and then we're going to get into what you um, individually have heard all right first of all you've all heard this um for whatever reason that you came to goss to work and if you ventured on to ardenville um you've heard that the most accessible entrance to the caverns beneath the ruined city of ardenville are from within the Pyramid of Foth, which is one of the few remaining intact structures in the ruined city. That's at the top of the cliff, correct? Yeah. The second okay. thing that you've all heard... Um, oh, you can see it at the top. Yeah, once I probably shouldn't have shown the picture. You don't see any of that. <laughs> um, the, uh, the other thing you've heard is that there is actually a... Uh, a crude inn beyond the boundaries of the ruined city of Ardenvold to the north. Um, and I just forgot the name of it. Give me one second. The Drowned Rat. Uh, it's called the Sign of the Broken Head. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> that's appropriate. Yeah. Right. And there is, there is an entrepreneur there whose name, the, the proprietor of that place is known as Kronos Kettlebelly, with a K. Kronos Kettlebelly, um, uh, men from the inn have, uh, they found stairs in uh, a certain dwelling that leads down to the first level. And he could probably tell you more about that should you wish to go visit him if you wanted to get into this person. And the, the inn um, of the broken head, uh, or the sign of the broken head, you said that was to the north? So this is uh, still down at the bottom before we go up, or is it up at the top? No, it's it, it's it's actually just beyond the borders of the ruined city itself on the north side of the city. So top of the cliff, then some. Yes. Top yeah. of the cliff, north side. Okay. You got to go through the ruins to get to it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, now, in addition, when you're... Uh, gearing up and supplying 
in ah. Ghost of Rick, you had heard some things. What do my dwarven ears hear, John? <laughs> <laughs> They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. I bet uh, I bet I don't have any special mage knowledge about this either. Well, going off of my experience as a magic user in Dolmenwood, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100 years of college and you don't know Jack. You're like an intern, dude. You're like yeah. just a You're on some of Definitely. Okay. All right. So, uh, Gorend, why don't you make me a D100 roll? Yes. Oh, oh. Uh, wow, do they have a D100 on this? They do. Uh, they do. Boom! 82! 82. Oh, that's bad. That's, really that's, a, bad. that's a bad one. Alright, give me a second here. Gotta read it here first. It's not just a mega dungeon. It's a mega rumors list. <laughs> yeah, and so one of these uh, dies within the, the newly um, the, the newly formed town of Gostowick. Gostowick, uh, you were talking to some low-life adventurer who made it back. Um, and he tells you, now, you were well in your cup, so you don't really know like how... Uh, mm, this I don't guy, drink, John. This I guy, don't drink. This guy was well in his cups, and uh, okay. you're not really sure how how much you how much of this you can actually take to be true. The same goes for all the rumors you're about to hear. But um, this guy says he spent a couple of hours in the market run by the Ardenvul trolls, and on that floor of that market cave, he and his men glimpsed some ancient military insignia, and it looked like the symbol of the Sheep's Head Rangers. Uh, this is a uh, that's the name. Let's see, who would know that? Um, well, actually, I don't think anyone of you would know that. Um, but the way he says it, he says it with a little bit of reverence. Um, and he goes, wasn't that, the, uh, wasn't that the legion that got destroyed with Adrianic a few centuries ago? He says, I bet the Drome would be interested in that information. Now, the Drome, you guys all know, the Drome is basically the, um, the arm of the imperial bureaucracy, which is in charge of, of uh, intelligence gathering. They are... Um, the Secret Service and um, uh, widely feared by most citizens of the Empire. Um, you said Sheep's Head what? Rangers. Sheep's Head Rangers. Sorry, I'm writing. Yeah. Okay. Of course, he says you you need hard evidence from the troll market to convince Kiko the Lame. Um, and... Kiko the Lame is the chief of the uh, drone? Uh you would take by the context that, yeah, that seems to be the case. Okay. Now roll me um, 5d6 and subtract 4. Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, 14, you said subtract 4? Yeah. 10. 10. All right, so this you probably may have heard in one of the temples in Gosterwick. Um, you hear tell that the, the cult of Thoth developed at least three major temples beneath the city. Uh, one of these was located at the foot of an enormous underground chasm, and it was accessible only by teleportation or flight. So 
we're visiting that one first. Now, you've heard that uh, you guys are all well aware, of course, and especially um, Avaricios, Matt's cleric, um, could tell you that uh, worship of Thoth is not necessarily prescribed, but it's definitely died out. He's one of the ancient 12 gods that the Archontians used to worship. Um, they have since taken on the worship of the Ten, which are more um, Greek analogs of these um, ancient Egyptian-themed gods. So when you hear, when you hear like an Egyptian-named god, uh, it's more than likely no longer... Um, technically worshipped by the empire at large, and that yeah, one was new, new and improved gods. Now that's right. Sorry, that one that was only accessible by teleportation or flight was located where he he gave a location for that. A chasm, yeah, the bottom of an enormous underground chasm. Got it. Yep, and don't forget we have the shared document that you can write all this. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to type a lot of this in the doc, so I'm like, if you are catching stuff, I'm I'm, not, I'm like I'm like hand old schooling it. All right. Okay. Um, and uh, Gorin, as you're as you're pondering these uh, tantalizing hints um, with a spray hitting your, uh, uh, what what exactly do your companions uh, see when they when they look at you, or what have they what have they gleaned from you in the short amount of time you spent together? I mean, uh, I look like I look like a um, escaped. Or perhaps like unemployed uh, craftsman, and uh, I'm wearing like the, the the black hood, which indicates that I'm clanless. Um, I have no beard, but you can see that I'm trying to grow it in, uh, which is usually only done by the weapon by the uh, uh, warrior clans of in the dwarven. Um, uh, man, my English is bad today. Uh, in the dwarven society, like only the warrior clans grow beards, so like I I look like a tradesman that's kind of like absconded from my guild cool so do you have like uh, uh is it is is, is, is goran's beard growth sort of similar to your own is yeah like, like that left that coming, that length coming in just coming, coming in. in okay cool yeah all right sounds good all right uh varger why don't you roll me a d100 table as you're pondering the distinct lack of facial hair of your dwarven companion as one does What'd you get? It is a little. It is a little disturbing. What'd you get, David? Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. You quickly, Varger, um, connected with many of the criminal elements within Gostawick and were uh, surprised. And you're still having. You're still trying to figure out if you're delighted or not by the fact that there is. Um, such a strong presence of what's known as the Benevolent Brotherhood here in this brand new town. Um, but uh, they are, if any, if nothing else, they are a source of many, many rumors about Ardenvul. Um, and one you hear is that uh, the place attracts wizards and priests like dung attracts flies. As you give a side-eyed side look to your, your friends Osric and Avaricios. Um, there's a crazed wizard named Khan. And yes, it is that gone that spelling uh that rules the second level from the top with an aid with the aid of an army of ghouls and it said uh. it said he needs new souls to keep him alive and his ghouls do the procuring for him and he goes the worst part he pretends to be helpful and that's when the ghouls strike so be on the lookout for con god and then i need you to roll me cool. 5d6 so minus 4. That guy. Please. I that hate guy. him already. Love it. Uh-huh. 
We're all like, hate it, hate it, hate it. Burger's like, I love it. All right, 5d6 minus 4. Me? Yeah. yeah. That is an 11 minus 4 is a 6. 6. All right. All right. So um, I, I should tell you guys that the first rumor that I'm giving you guys is basically like a general adventuring rumor. It's what you would have heard from the down and dirty in Gosta where people have actually been to Ardenvool. Um, the the second one, the role that you're making, is actually more like historical rumors that you would have heard from like gotcha. sages or read in some books. Maybe not even in Gosterwick itself, um, but they just tend to be a little bit more esoteric in nature. Um, okay. and, and you maybe, got a what? A, little, a seven? Maybe a little more reliable? Um, that is totally up to your own judgment. Um, uh, so you hear that Thoth was deeply important to the ancient empire as he represented the light of knowledge that erased the darkness of ignorance. And for this reason, the Thoth priests were obsessed with light. Every one of their halls remains brightly lit with Thoth's bright, clear light. I gave you some hope that right. maybe you wouldn't have to trudge through darkness all the time while you were in the depths. Interesting. Cool. All right. And what do uh, folks see when they look at Varga? <laughs> and I think he's a... Uh, a dirty pimp. A, a, a sinewy uh, Scandina Scandinavian sort with... Uh, uh, a blonde beard and uh, ill intent. <laughs> cool. Uh, now I was going to ask you this uh, uh, off screen, but I'm, but I forgot, and I'll, I'll just ask, ask you now. Oh, so right. your your the, the whiskin, which is what Varger is, which is basically like a Scandinavian analog. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they are technically their homeland is on an island chain um, off to the east and to the north called Borealio uh, Borealo mm -hmm. Borealios. Um, by the Archontians, um, and they are technically under the under the rule of the Archontian Empire, although they still have their own culture and all that kind of stuff. Would you like to be from there, or, or the other option is that there are actually some Wiscan outposts and steadfasts that are actually on this uh, continent itself, continent itself of Irthuin, far to the north. Um, like, would you? Uh... Basically, it's sort of like if you were from the north, you would have been more of like a. Um, you wouldn't have been as much of like a, a like a, a sea reaver, like a Viking type. You know what I mean? Sure. If you were from Borealios, it's quite likely that you would have lived by, you know, your trade and your livelihood would have been, you know, from the sea or somehow related to the sea. But it might, that may have not have been the, the the case if you were from the north. Let's do the north just because I'm a thief. I don't think I'm thieving at sea. Okay, that's cool. That means that, that means that you travel down from the north to actually get to Goss yeah. to work from. That's cool. Yeah. Instead of across from the sea. I think uh, I heard rumors of uh, uh, riches to be made and fools to be uh, uh, <laughs> yep. stolen from. So you're right. Yeah. Reason enough. All right. Cool. Uh, Osric, the mage. Roll me D100. Oh, that's me. I thought Matt would be next. Sorry. I thought we were going around the horn. Um... Fifty-six. I'm a little, I'm a little magy. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. Right. Sorry, guys. I'll be right back. Someone's at the door. Sure. All okay. right. Fifty-six. All right. Uh, you heard 
uh, from some a person who heard from a different person, we'll say. So you definitely don't know how reliable this is, but that you've heard that the precincts, you've heard that the precincts of the Ibis God are littered with these creepy statues, all of which have eyes made out of huge gemstones. But if you try to remove the eyes, the statues animate and wreak bloody vengeance upon those who wrong them. Okay, that's that's solid intel. Yeah. I would consider that. Yeah. Uh, assuming you guys have shared your rumors and knowledge amongst each other, um, you, this person who would only ever refer to that as the Ibis God, um, you're very confident that who they're referring to is the God Thoth. Okay. Um, and then what is it? Three D six or five five D six? Yes, but you, Osric, just roll five D six. Do not subtract four. Ooh. Okay. Let me. Hey. Uh, wait. There we go. One, two, three, four, five. Total is 16. 16. All right. Okay. So you know from your uh, past research and talking to, um, to folks in the know that when the Archontians first came to Ardenbull, they found the caverns infested with hopping toad-like creatures. It took centuries of warfare before the hoppers were eliminated by the Archontians. Hoppers, just called hoppers, is that the... That's what the, the person that talked to you to, uh, referred to them as. Okay. And, Archontians uh, found toad-like creatures uh, centuries to eliminate the hoppers. Yes. Okay. And uh, what do they see when they look at you, Osric? So, um, Osric has uh, so long black hair, a large black beard, uh, but wears that um, he's Mithric. I think it's called Mithric, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but he wears um, bright, multicolored, uh, sort of a not exactly Harlequin, but kind of the uh, troubadour kind of. Uh, he's a traveling uh, mage, you know, a, a wise man, a wizard, um, you know, a storyteller. And so he kind of dresses the part. Very cool. Uh, it looks like a brightly colored Ian Anderson from the early Jethro Tull. Nice. <laughs> Would you say you have a technicolor dream coat on? <laughs> no, no. I mean, he, he wears a short jacket with those, you know, those puffy sleeve things, right? And it's puffed and slashed. Oh. And he's got a, uh, you know, jewels, jewelry, and necklaces, and right on. All right, fringe so, on his boots. He's got fringed boots. You know what I mean? And for you guys, and for everyone else out there, um, you should know too that uh, that the there are the collegia um, of wizards that actually are sanctioned by the empire themselves so it's a it's a group of schools of which you would attend for um actual uh sanctioned magic use um and that is open to anyone with any sort of talent or desire to learn magic and that is thanks to the outcome of the great civil war that rent the empire um 1200 years ago the war between the sordians and the theosophs um, the Sordians ended up winning that war when they were fighting for um, an egalitarian approach to magic learning. Instead of being hoarded by those elites who had influence and power, um, usually represented by the um, old um, uh, the old clerics, I'm sorry, the old temples um, to the old gods, 
um, uh, the Sordians um, wanted it, wanted the schools open to anybody, and they ended up uh, uh, they ended up winning that war um, at great cost. Um, but in Osric's case, you are more. Um, I guess you would, it depends on how you view yourself in your own mind, but other people would view you more, uh, Archontians especially would view you more as like a hedge wizard. Um, uh, yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't actually cast any spells, right? But um, but you have magic. But he has magic knowledge. He knows things. He can do things. And uh, so I think of him more as like the kind of wizard you'd find at the like crystal and incense store than <laughs> and at the... Uh, uh, the occult uh, bookshop, if you follow my right, exactly, my yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're, um, it's uh, you don't have necessarily like the background in training and lore that a typical magic user would have. Uh, in other words, like right. yeah, yeah uh, you know, it's like you're not you're. Uh, what am I saying? It's you. Anything you've heard about Ardenvul or even past history would not have come from your your education. Uh, which right. most okay. magic okay. would have, just so you're aware. Okay. That sounds good. I like it. Cool. All right. Uh, Frater Avaricios. Yes. Cleric of Lycian. Lycian, uh, I need you to roll me a D100, please. I can absolutely do this. Uh, I should have a drink first. This is what we do. Uh, oh, that is a... Uh... No, 14. 14. All right. Now, you chime in whenever you guys are relating your rumors to each other. Everyone's talking about Thoth and Thoth and blah, blah, blah. Um, you have heard that there's... Uh, you heard from a, someone, and it kind of got your blood boiling, that not only is there a cult of Thoth, or there once was, at least, in the in the caverns of Ardenvul, but there was also a cult of the feared god Set. Um, and the cult of Set favored blood red armor in an archaic style with breastplate, greaves, and helmet. I need to get some of that. <laughs> and then why don't you roll me um, 5d6 as well? And because you're a little bit more learned, um, you can just roll straight 5d6, please. Awesome being learned. He is also oh. being learned. Uh, that is a 16. I think that's the same that... Uh, yes, yeah, you, you, same yeah we'll roll, one more, roll again so we don't... Uh, you, you heard, heard the about same... the hoppers, too? Yeah, you oh. heard that. <laughs> you don't have the hoppers? <laughs> same guy. He's just going around town telling everybody about the frogs. <laughs> 5d6, right? Uh, that is a 13. 13. All right, you heard... Oh, Wow, this is this is kind of nice. Among the yeah. symbols, uh, so you you heard this about like what a cult of set within the ruins of Ardenvul. Well, I'm going to look into this, and then you lo and behold, you did, and you found out a little bit more. Among the mm -hmm. symbols of the ancient cult of set were the desert dust storm, the black boar, the crocodile, the serpent, a red-headed man, and a strange animal with a snout of a dog, but with squarish ears. Oh my god. Okay, you're going to have to read that for me again. I got a lot to write. Don't forget okay, that. <laughs> Poor desert David. He was like, we can use a sheer Google document. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, yeah, okay. The, what did I say? 
Oh, uh, so uh, you were going to, you were uh, kindly, if you would, uh, repeat that for me. Yeah, uh, there was a, a the, the symbols include the, a, a desert dust storm, the black boar, the crocodile, black. okay, the serpent, a red-headed man, and a strange animal with the snout of a dog but with squarish ears. Man, what's what's with the uh, ginger hate in here with the cult of set, man? That's seriously. <laughs> All right. Interesting. So we we should definitely uh, collate all of our rumors, right? So everybody knows. No one's gonna go prying the eyes out of the uh, ibis god. I, I suspect he might. Yeah, Parker's gonna do it anyway, but <laughs> at least we told him. Yeah, we're going to be clear. We know to be stand clear when he does. It's absolutely going to happen. All right. well, I mean, I'm curious. Is now, it a true rumor? Uh, now, what what do people see when they see uh, Frater Avaricios? Okay, Frater Avaricios. Okay, well, he's he's a really nice uh, guy. Uh, he's uh, uh, about 5'10", uh, uh, human gentleman, slightly portly. Uh, 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 you'll see that, like the the top of his left ear is just kind of nicked clean off. Uh, but he works it. You know, he works he works it pretty well. Shaving. Like a, uh, uh, you, know, um, you know, stuff happens. Um, there's like a, a little scar, uh, like a straight line scar, kind of uh, right along the line there. Um, he's uh, he's uh, uh, sporting some uh, kind of uh, modest uh, leather armor uh but he's uh uh in general very good natured he's kind of got the uh, uh the olive skin and darker uh hair of uh, uh, uh of an archontian uh he's uh he, he's from the south and uh yeah he um uh, very much believes in uh the tenets of his god which is that uh, uh joy brings you closer to god Wealth brings you closer to joy. Uh, ergo, uh, it's not a very long uh, uh, trip to uh, uh, from gathering wealth to uh, being closer to one's god. Nice. And uh, Avaricios's god is Lysion, which is one of the ten, um, and that is the god of wine, indulgence, madness, rage, and creativity. So if you think of Bacchus or Dionysus, um, you wouldn't be far, uh, far from from. The kind of god that uh, Avaricious worships. We're bringing along a cleric of the booze god. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna have lots of like parties, uh, uh, you know, lots of, lots of toasting. Beers right. for the beer god. Shots for the shot god. I love it. Now, these guys can't see it, but I did add a nice little a nice little uh, graphic here for everybody. Um, I can now actually. Boom, show their ability scores down there on the right side, down the line, baby. Um, so you guys can all keep track of what uh, everyone's really horrible scores are. Uh, okay, so let's set the scene once again. You guys are about 500 feet um, away from the base of, uh, from the basin of these falls. You have to shout over each other. You have to shout in order to be heard. The mist is basically pummeling your face. 
Um, you can barely see the 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 shadows of the Colossi um, uh, looming through the mist itself. And dominating your vision right now are the crumbling remains of this tower off to the right side along the Imperial Road. You now at this point have to watch your step as this um, as the sheen of water has slicked the cobbles of the ancient Imperial Road, and you can see off to your left the rushing. Um, swift river as it heads on its merry way down to Toti Lake, which abuts Gosterwick, which is where you're from. Um, oh, and if you uh, draw your attention over to Albert once again, real quick, I want to give you a real world example of what this might look like. I found this, um, and it's relatively accurate. Ooh. So this is, um, I can't remember the name of the falls, but it's down in Mexico and the Chihuahua state. Um, and it's um, this fall is 850 feet tall the one wow. you're looking at is 1500 feet tall so almost twice that. look at look at the size of the spray coming off that thing in the basin and this is smaller than the one that you're looking at all right no. but the sheerness of the, with this. the sheerness of the cliff um and the terrain surrounding you at the bottom um is very similar to what you're looking at in that actual photo okay okay all right and, and John, like, is the um, climate around here, is it more, like, deciduous, like, northeast or Pacific Northwest? It's not, like, it's, jungle, right? No, it's temperate. It's all temperate, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you can see that the cliff face itself through the mist is uneven rock, and there's bits of shrubbery and small trees that are growing out of it. Um, uh, but you can't make out much more than that. It just looks uneven. You can barely make out the, the fact that there are two sets of stairs, like I said. One that is complete, that goes switchbacks all the way up between the two statues, and one on the other side of the river, which is broken and with huge gaps, but does end um, about, uh, let's see, I'll find that for you, just so you know. Give me one second. Um, one moment. Maps. Boom, boom, boom. Folks out there, it's going to be a lot of referencing, so you're going to have to give me a moment while I do this stuff. Uh, let's see. 1,100 pages of material. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, while you're doing that, I I, I know something uh, that uh, uh, Avaricius would want to talk to his companions about. Uh, be uh, brothers, before we go uh, all this way up uh, with this structure here, perhaps we could, uh, you know, do some searching, see if there's something uh, useful in there that we might be able to uh, aid our journey. It's 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 just right there. We could just take a few minutes, look around. Maybe somebody dumped some uh, materials or something on their way back to town, you know, so they don't have to carry it. So you want to steal it? Uh, no, I mean if it's if it's just there, you know, maybe if it has their name on it, it says please don't steal. Oh, okay, but uh, you know if it's just there in the ruin, why not? Uh, I agree. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. I would also like to, uh, John, well, when John's done searching, uh, every, every thief knows that water hides the best escapes. And so I'd like to get a general idea of the uh, diameter of this pool and whether there are any paths perhaps leading behind the waterfall. Gotcha. Uh, and just, just to clarify, the, the, the stairs that are on the other side of the river are, um, they end at that cave entrance that is uh, uh, lined with marble um about 700 feet above the valley floor and always remember when i give you any heights um we're talking about a total height of 1500 to get to the ruined city itself 
So 700 feet up. About halfway. Excuse me. All right. So what would you like to do? John, uh, well, actually, Matt, why don't we go and follow your... Uh, right. I mean, it's just like it's on the west. It's, it's, yeah, it's right over there, right? Right. It's right there. And John, I'm... I know that you already gave us like our rumors and stuff like that, but during the course of our conversations, to be any guy a description of like the way to Ardenvool or anything like that, did anything mention this tower? Is it like a known stopping point or a known resting point? No one, right? no one has mentioned it. No one has yeah. mentioned that they ever use it. No, like it's never come up in conversation at all. All focus right. seems to be on um, what they've heard about within the cavern within the halls of Ardenbull itself or in the ruined city atop the cliff. Got it. Okay. I agree. We should go to this tower and study its ancient and time laden stones and delve deeply into the mysteries of the ancient works of our forefathers. Of course we should go. <laughs> it's, it's just the ruined tower. It's right over there. We can just walk yeah. in and take it. I don't know if there's just that much. the ruined tower. These are the very stones laid by the ancients. I think it's made of wood, actually. Yes, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you see that um, it appears to be... Uh, uh, quite old, many centuries old. It's extremely poor repair as you as you approach it, um, and it looks like the upper levels of it have collapsed inward into the tower itself. Um, yeah, and there is a broken doorway. It looks to be about fifty feet by fifty feet square. Uh, would you guys like me to scope it out? Maybe. And, we and the stonework matches the stonework of the road? Uh, yes, it's definitely Archontian. Right. So there's... So uh, you say there's a doorway and you, the top is collapsed in. Does it appear that the four sides at ground level are intact? Is that what you're saying? Yes, but the upper floor is... Yeah, but there's a new, there's a lot of rubble uh, skirting it. Because rubble... Right, like, right. the upper floor so has, 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 has collapsed. Floated out rather than collapsed in? Uh, it looks equal. Like, it looks like it just... Fell down basically. Okay. Okay. Um, um, you know too that uh, that Arcantian. When I say like it, when basically from here on out, when I say something that is like made of Arcantian uh, architecture or Arcantian features, um, what that means and it, it, it's as equal today as it is in the past as well, although probably a little bit more refined, um, is that um, the masonry of Arcantian architects is generally like relatively high compared to a lot of others. Um, with like neatly trimmed walls, um, and that were used to, uh, if they're ruins, they used to are like you could tell that they were originally covered in plaster. Modern Arcantian features are covered in plaster um, and painted with bright colors. A lot of times with painted frescoes and things like that. So this this like all the plaster has been stripped away, of course, and it's just like um, right. uh, well formed masonry that is completely uh, collapsed due to age and the weather. It looks like to you. Well, uh, if it's all right with you guys, I I quite like to try out a mage thing and just go up to the door and use my uh actually oh my, my strength is actually more powerful than my mage ability on that never mind <laughs> it's more a shit oh, isn't it yeah you can just it's a it's a door we could just open it i know i just wanted to you know be dramatic about it as a mage would want to do so, so it's like a, it's a it's a doorway like where the door is basically like almost collapsed and been uh, completely deteriorated from um the constant uh oh, okay. water uh hitting it 
So it's like there's basically like it's like a a shred of wood that's basically hanging on, and it just like you can see like there's a uh, you know an entrance that goes in that's dark at the moment. John, can I just like take a quick glance at uh, uh, the road around us? Is it muddy? Is it dried out? Are there any like obvious footprints or like regular traffic going to and from? No, it's like, our as I said, it's it, it's it's completely soaked with water. Like it's extremely okay, it's extremely yeah. hard to 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 walk. Like you all have to be very cautious when you're walking because it's um, constantly slicked, um, and so it's therefore impossible to tell um, if there's been any traffic along the road. Why don't I um, kind of uh, creep up, and just take a listen? Uh, go ahead. Mike. I just want to ask, and I'm sorry if this has been asked and answered already. The tower is right by the door road, right? Yep, right by the road. Yeah, a little yeah. muddy track up to it. While he's going to go do the scouting, I'm going to go walk the perimeter around the tower and see if I see tracks in the muddy ground around there. Okay. Sorry, go do your ninja stuff, ninja boy. Oh, I'm, I'm confused. Wait, what are we doing? Because I, I was doing that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going no, no, in. No, no, good. I thought I you were going in. I thought John was saying the tracks were impossible to see because it was too waterlogged. Because the doorway is right by the, the road, and the road doesn't show any tracks, but the muddy area around the tower might show tracks. But it is or isn't submerged in water. I'm confused. I'm sorry. It's not. It's on the side of the road, but not on the side of inside the lake or something. Yeah, nothing is submerged. So, nothing submerged. Yeah, nothing submerged. I want to be clear about this. What I'm talking about yeah. is that the force of the waterfall is so strong that when it hits the basin at the at the base, the explosion of mist and yes. water is yeah. so intense that it soaks everything around it within hundreds of yards. Totally, totally makes sense. So my, right. my right. remark, which is in line with Mike's, was that that being the case, I think the mud would be very, or the ground would be very muddy, and therefore tracks would be easy to spot. And so I think both Mike and I would like to scout around as quietly as we can uh, for tracks before yeah. you know, approaching the tower very closely. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, let me check here. I, I so, think, honestly, I think when those guys leave, I'm going to go open the door. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Be very it's paranoid a, for a, a, a decision. It's, it, 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 it's a door. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody's home. The whole place fell down. I'm just curious to open the door and take a look around. Go for it. All right, so um, as Gorand and Varger kind of uh, skirt the perimeter, you... Uh, Surprisingly, because I mean, this is as far as you know, like this is the approach to Arden Bull from the south, from Burdocks Valley, right? You know, if, if anyone's coming up here and you've heard numerous stories from supposed adventurers who have been inside these halls, um, you don't see any signs that anyone has ever rested in here. Um, at, for, on the outside, like there's no there's no tracks or anything like that. Now it is extremely muddy and um, it's constantly being um, pounded by waterfall. Um, so who knows? But uh, in the meantime, Avaricios, when you peek through the dark wooden doorway, um, you can see that uh, you can confirm that the upper levels themselves have collapsed, and there is a bunch of uh, uh, of uh, rubble that leads to a very treacherous, treacherously footed ground floor. Um, it's rather oppressive inside. Um, it's completely dark. Uh, it looks like the rubble has fallen in a manner that there's basically very little light that can actually leak in from the top. Um, but it's surprisingly dry, and you attribute that to, um, as you sort of like, well, of course, um, uh, Ar the Arcantian build of the place, that uh, what has remained has been able to weather the um, 
the the constant um, erosion of the water. Um, and so there's like a wet spot um, that is in the doorway itself that the water can enter through. But other than that, in that 50 by 50 area, um, except for the rubble, this looks like it would actually be like a dry and relatively safe respite. You know what I mean? If, if you, uh, you know, if you needed to get back to it or something like that. John, real quick, uh, Albear question. Uh, is, is it possible, for instance, for us to take notes on top of this map and not interrupt your use of the map or will it become really convoluted? Uh, if you, if you guys want to take notes, you can, if, if you'd like, yeah. Uh, so that's what you see when you peer in, Avaricios. Do you? Uh... Uh, like it, does, it doesn't sound like I can see very much, so I would uh, uh, spark up, uh, spark up a torch just to kind of look around. All right, mark it off. All right. One hour into session one, he's already sparking up. <laughs> I can't see in here; it's dark. What do you want me to do? Oh, sure. This is all about your pleasure, priesthood again. Uh, you you can't spend any coins you cannot see. All right, so uh, you you peer in with your torch. It illuminates all of the the fallen timbers and rubble. Um, there does not appear to be any sign, uh, kind of lining up with what Varger and Gorin may come back and report to you that there has been any um, camp set up here. There's no remnants of a fire pit or supplies or, uh, thankfully, no no bodies or anything like that. Um, it's there's just a general feeling of like being a little bit oppressive. It's almost you, you attribute it Avaricios as maybe it's just like the sudden silence that sort of um whenever you like like whenever you enter the door and it's dry and it's relatively safe and like you're suddenly dry and it's not like the pounding noise of the waterfall aren't in your ears. And so it's like it's such a a jarring um change in your senses that it just kind of it's sort of just, Makes you feel a little bit off, but I call out, uh, "Hey, hey, Osric, it's 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 nice in here. Come on in. Uh, if you see the other guys, tell them it's fine." I'll I'll follow him in, rubbing my hands along the stone and and kind of blissfully looking around. John, can doing? I hear that communication? Sure. Um, I can, so it's not drowned out by the sound of the waterfall. Like well, it depends. I assume that they're talking loud enough to. Oh yeah, I, I I'm trying to them. intuit whether the silence within is preternatural. Oh well, that depends on whatever is if ever is if you're communicating at the way that you would need to, you, you let me know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing anything magical. I just called out the uh, uh, Osric, who's right outside the door, to cool. come on in. Yeah. So he yell he yells out basically. So that's how you can. <laughs> hear no, it's it's loud out there. I would call out loud enough so you can hear. All right, so searching around for the tracks and then lighting a torch and peering in, a turn goes by. Oh, no. <laughs> uh oh All right. Oh, crap. <laughs> so the inside here is uh, featureless, or did this tower originally have, um, like, a fireplace, uh, staircase to upper levels, anything like that? Uh, it looks like there, yeah, there was indeed once, uh, uh, one time a staircase, um, wooden. It's it destroyed completely. Um, okay. But... Um, there looks like there was the re the remnants of a hearth at one point, also destroyed. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I guess the hearth itself is probably still intact, but the chimney, of course, is, is completely gone. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, do you uh, do you take the time to kind of give it a thorough search? I, I would actually like to search the the fireplace chimney, see if there's any evidence. Uh, it could be 
reopened and used, for example? Uh, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to see if there's uh, any wine around. Okay. Stored away. A turn goes by. The guardhouse cellar door, you found it. All right. I mean, you know. So you, you pick your way amongst the timbers. So it's like you can't help but make kind of, you know, it's crunching and snapping through like uh, old stonework and, and wood and stuff like that. Um, and you're finally as uh, Goran and Varga, are you back in, in, the, in here as well? Yeah, yeah, if we didn't find anything, I think we would have joined. Okay, so you're able to talk in like normal tones here as you're kind of picking your way through. Um, While they're doing that, John, can I do some dwarfy stuff like at the same time? What would you like to do? The first things I want to do is detect room traps. Okay, sure. And that's a two and six roll, I believe. Yeah, go for it. All right. That'd be great if you detect. Totally room. not trapped, guys. Totally fine. You're good. Oh, it's totally uh, fine. Uh, my, I, my, I have it's a method also for checking for traps. It's just like like doing stuff. Um, the <laughs> other thing I want to do is I want to um, do my other dwarfy thing, and that's detect construction tricks. So the turn that the first turn that they're in there, where they're lighting torches and looking around and stuff like that, that will be the room trap. And then the turn when they're searching the fireplace and stuff like that, I want to try and search the room for like any sliding walls, like secret passageways or ways down. Mm-hmm. Um, into the into the bottom, and that's also a two and six. Okay. Nope. Nothing to see here. Okay, you don't uh, you don't see anything like tricky, as if someone was trying to hide something. However, Goran, as you're kind of looking around, I'm kind of woefully like, ah, oh, man, the, these Arcantians never could do it as good as the as the dwarves. Um, you do see that in the northeastern corner of the tower, there is a um. Uh, there's a trap door in the floor. Oh. It doesn't look like, but what I'm saying is it's like you didn't need to succeed at your dwarven thing to find it because it's not like. It's just there. Yeah, right. it's just there. Yeah. It's, but it's it was a secret. It was sort of hidden underneath a pile of rubbish. You're like kicking it out of the way. You're like, what do we have here? You know? Um, I'll, I'll gesture over to, to Varger. I'm over. Huh. Very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Um, just oh, uh, as, as an aside, can I just pocket a few stones? This is a bunch of rubble here. I just want to have a few spare rocks. Okay. How much encumbrance is that? Yeah, right. I, 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 we're talking pebbles, baby. Come on. Come on. Don't don't kill me like this. Um, He picked up six pebbles and now drops 30 feet in his movement. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm just going to... Uh... Similar to when we were outside, I'd like to uh, inspect the trapdoor, see if it has... You said it was under rubble? Yeah, it's like under rubble, but Goring, like, kicks some of it away in order to reveal it. Uh, Does it seem... Okay, like, I think what's important to me first is to, if it's possible, determine whether that rubble aside, the door appears particularly dusty or dirty, or if it has been... Does that make sense? Like... It, does it look as though it has been used and it's relatively clean and the rubble has been placed over it versus it has been buried for a very long time and there's just cakes? It looks like it's been buried for a very long time. Okay. Um, cool. You, this is all from just looking at it, not, not yeah. with hand. Can I run my hand uh, across the seams and feel if I have any draft coming through or anything like that? Okay, so when you run your hands over the seams, it is deathly so it's you have to get like really close yeah really close like brushing your hands over it um around the 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 four edges of it um uh it's deathly cold like not normal cold 
like refrigerating like out of it. Yeah, like like emanating or, out, but not. It's only only something that Varger can pick up, and you uh, the rest of you just sort of see his hand just sort of like like jerk back um, uh, right. reflexively, um, and um, because it's it's so odd, right? Yes, because it's springtime. Is it's there, a nice it's a nice day, and um, sure. it's like super cold coming from there. But it's not like a blast. It's just sort of like emanating from there. And then sure. you can also see when when you're like, whoa, what is that? You can see that the 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 metal uh, handle that raises the trap door um, is uh, rusty uh, from age, um, but is also uh, you can now see rhymed with frost. That is very odd. Very interesting. Okay, what I would like to do is uh, uh, do, do any of you got go ahead, Ted. Can you pause that a second and just let's settle the chimney? Oh yes, sure. yes. Yep, Osric. So, Sorry. oh, um, over at the chimney, um, you can see that you can basically like when you're standing up and looking at the uh, and you're approaching the hearth, like the remains of the chimney are um, are like below your head, like it's been completely shorn, like broken down, and you have to step through the rubbles of the of the stones itself. Um, but in the in the hearth, there is there is nothing. There's not even like a um, an iron. Um, uh, what do you call it? A basket oh, to hold the wood or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it does not appear to, and there's no ash like that's all gone. Right. Um, so there's okay. like the remains you... of some, some wild, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, brush and stuff like that. But right. Could you light a fire in it and have the smoke kind of go out or would it fill the room up? Um, it would, it would go out because there's not. Okay. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, Back to you, Varger. And the wait, the other thing we were looking for, very important, uh, any wine or booze, uh, any bottles? No, no. So uh, interesting enough, there does not appear to be the remnants of any um, habitation here, right? Like it was obviously built by Arcantians, but any furnishing is absent. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing here. It's only like the structure itself, and that's in ruins. And no traveler's was... trash or, you know. My God has yeah. forsaken these places. Cheese um, wrappers. Or... Ever, Everisios, make me... Um, uh, what what did you roll for your secondary skill, by the way, Avaricious? Uh, farmer. Farmer. Okay, cool. Uh, so roll me a d6. That is a three. A three. Okay, cool. Uh, nothing. Nothing to report here. Move along. <laughs> Every, everything's fine. Okay. <laughs> everything's fine. Right on. All right. So trap door full of cold air. Um, could be a cold storage cellar. That's the spell still works. Could be full of vampires or ghouls. Um, that is that is very strange to have these temperature difference while it's not yeah. so cold outside. Uh, uh, I don't like it. You had an idea. I saw your lips moving. It's, it, it's a pretty cool trick, my friend. What were you saying? Um, yeah. Yes, a ventriloquism thing. Uh, Turn goes by. I realize. Uh, do any of you have a spear or pole or long thing? I have a staff. <laughs> okay, you have a staff. Uh, two well, questions, I also John. Have this. What? Two... Oh, you have, you have. Okay, that's great. Two questions, oh. John. One, the position of this handle. Mm -hmm. Is it laying flat so that I would have to lift it if I were want to, uh, for instance, like try to thread a rope through the handle? Would I have to touch the handle to lift it up? To, to, would you have to touch the, th the handle to, th to thread a rope? If I wanted to thread a rope around the handle, would yeah. I have to touch the handle to do so, do you think? No. So it's it's literally just like a like a normal clasp, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like a like a, 
uh, if you see my finger, it's just like a, you know, yeah. it's bolted into the thing and you just, you know, would pry okay. it open. Okay. Like a, so and, I actually don't think there are hinges. Go ahead. Hmm? There are, there are hinges on the opposite side, yes. I would like to gently thread a rope, mm -hmm. right? Um, and in fact, I can do the, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, my Boy Scout years are long behind me. You know how you one, can, one can have a, a loop on one side and you can, you know, a tightening sort of knot where you can pull it. So two half side. hitches? Sure, two half hitches. Okay. You actually have rope? Yes, of course. Do oh. I have rope? I, was, I wanted <laughs> I to get some. I the match. <laughs> Who do you think, Marker, is not rope? Better than the other. Perhaps you have been store. drinking... I don't know where this action is going. It's going to take some time, audience. Sorry. <laughs> um, I want to. I want to thread it, and I want to sort of like tell everyone to back up a bit. Um, okay. I'll say this: know. when you when you when you thread it, and you're being like you're being very careful, because I mean, you asked me like, do I need to touch the handle, sort of thing, right? So when you when you thread it through, some of the rime of frost, like kind of like it, it makes like a sound. Everyone's like very quiet as you're doing it, right? It's like. As you kind of slip underneath, a little bit of the frost tinkles away, and you could swear, Varger, and you're the only one that hears this because you're so close to these seams, right? That along with the emanating cold uh, air that's coming out of there, you you hear something, something come out of there, and it sounds like a, a cold, hollow voice that whispers out on the on the cold air, almost seems to form in the air itself. You hear in an interrogative sort of tone. Naima? Like a cold, hollow, male voice. Naima? Do I discern an accent? Uh, difficult to tell because you don't know the word. Okay. Naima. So it doesn't sound like a, pro uh, a proper noun. It sounds like a... Sounds like a name to me. Sounds like a name. All right, well... It's asking um, if you're the key master. <laughs> And only uh, Varger hears this, correct? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll share this with everyone. I, I think I heard a voice call out. That's slightly creepy. There's Nothing no alive is down there. There's not, not a thing yeah, alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, but there might be a way into Ardenville that doesn't involve a 1,500-foot climb on a wet switchback. You know, maybe somebody or needs or help down there. Or a wizard on the second level with an army full of ghouls that wants to make friends. Right. Okay, so here's my thinking. Here's my thinking, gang. We got a lot of rope. We don't need to be sitting here. You have a lot of rope. This, is, this assumes that I can even get the thing open. But I have like ways. To go. Sorry? I have ways. Ancient secrets. This may be no. very convoluted, but I'm very paranoid. Can I throw the rope over one of the walls so that it would land? In other words, it's tied to the latch. It would land on the other side of, uh, of the, the perimeter of this um, tower. Yeah. That like would, so that we could go about the perimeter and pull it and listen. Yes. And you not could. be inside you, the you tower. You could do that. Mm -hmm. yep. I thought the ceiling was like still kind of intact, which is why it was dry in here. Uh, it's 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 not intact. It's that the rubble is so uh, um, packed. It's sort of like a, like a, like a canopy of trees can sometimes block out like a, a, a storm. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I'm with it, you. Yeah. Did anyone actually have the money for a mirror? Uh, I believe I bought a mirror. I did. And you check. Because if you did, we're going to knock that door completely off. Someone's going to stand outside and reflect 
sunlight into okay. the room. So we, we have a mirror. I can either be the one that pulls the rope or the one that holds the mirror. doesn't matter to me. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, reflecting light is a good idea. And it also gives us an eye on it, right? That doesn't involve us staring it down, whatever it may be. Uh, and if you can't see it in the mirror, then that tells us something, too. Sure. Okay, so uh, do we feel good about this plan? No, we're all going to get outside of the building. Right yeah, we're outside of the building. I think I think that if someone wants to have a, a mirror on the ready, either to spy around the corner like that, right, to see if they see anything, or like Mike's saying, to use it as a as a a light channel. Uh, I'm I'm done to that, but I think we should not be in the room when I do whatever I'm going to do. Okay, do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Hold on. So so uh, Varger is going to. He's tied the rope. He throws the rope over. He's going to go outside and pull the rope. Yes. Uh, I'll volunteer to hold the mirror. That's fine. But you're, why you're, don't you're, both you're... of us? Why don't both of us haul the rope, David, so that we have a better shot of doing it? Sure, sounds good to me. And Osric, okay. you're going to stand outside the front door, right, with the mirror, so that you can kind of like see through at the door, like. Yep. I I will I will stay near him. I want to. If this turns out to be something of a of an undead nature, I, I can try to turn him. I, I don't know. If it will succeed, I can try. Okay, I'm fairly certain that that will be the case. Uh, Var as everyone takes position, Varga, you're the last. It's just a, it's just a guy down there. I'm sure it's fine. Everything in my minutes of adventuring experience suggests <laughs> it's, it's undead. Varga, as you tie off the rope uh, on the handle itself, the door um, actually. <laughs> Like like racks up like like boom, 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 like real quick like and you have to jerk your hand back. It's it's, it's, it's like as if something's for, trying to force its way up, and you hear the voice more strongly in anger, um, with like um, with real rancor. It says sedites. Oh, Am I familiar with this word? Sedites. Yeah, no, I know. There's worshippers of sedites set. mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and then it goes to quiet again as you as you tie off the rope. Okay. Nasty. Do we want to like douse like a perimeter of oil around this thing and just burn it out? <laughs> Am I getting way too granular? <laughs> um, that said, that doesn't seem to impede your plans at all. Um, but if you, it's up to you if you want to reassess. But let me know if you want to continue with your plan. I no, I'm, I'm totally down for this. This seems like a, a totally normal thing to do. Okay. All right. Day. I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to open by a pulling. All right. You pull, um, and it. Gorin, like Gorin's help is not necessary because it's just you, you just kind of it, you use the rope and it's got the full you know the the was that a fulcrum up at the top I don't know what the word is yeah. but anyways it's like it's very easy just like and you kind of yank and you can hear that you can hear inside as it kind of cranks up um uh Osric and Avaricio you're standing near each other right yeah yeah okay uh, by the front door. near the front door um, the first thing you notice is that there is a blast of cold that like just shoots out. Um, you yeah. can uh, you hear timber um, sort of explode outward in all directions. A couple of harmless pieces kind of shoot out past you as well. Um, Osric, uh, as you reflexively sort of jump back a little bit, you still have enough presence of mind to keep that. You're like, what the fuck? And you kind of like look in the in the mirror, and you um, uh, actually. I don't think a mirror would actually reflect this, um, but there is a there is a definite and uh, there is a definite presence that makes itself known 
on the ground floor of the tower as it shoots out of that trap door. Avaricios, you can immediately tell as your blood runs cold that you are facing an extremely powerful, unliving thing. Um, uh, but you are both determined not to actually directly look into the room. So it's only uh, Osric, you f Osric and Avaricios, you both feel the cold. Avaricios, you can confirm that it is the cold of something unholy. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, and, and um, you, I'm to back away from the door. I think we back. I think we go back away from this side to like the feel of this. Have you come for more? You have taken enough already from me. Uh, I will I... destroy you all, you blasphemous setites. Listen, talk to the guy. We're not setites. Listen. Uh, uh, what's my charisma? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from uh, the other side of the wall, uh, saying, uh, uh, "We we have no allegiance with the uh, slithering Sedites. We come because we heard this one needed aid." Who speaks? Where are you? And like more timber like flies all around as it appears that this thing, whatever it is, is like turning over rubble and heaving it. Show yourself, coward. I am, uh, 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 like yourself, a spirit of benevolence. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have come to free you of your pain, but you must speak this pain for me to do so. <laughs> I long to be with my love, Naima. Taken from me. By those cursed priests. Where can we find her? We will find her and bring her to you if it will bring you peace. Dear spirit, for I am here for you. Come on. What are you do I don't want to die, man. Come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Eve's, what, what do you ask him? He asked him where Naima is. Yeah, where Naima is. They uh, took her, I know not where. Does she lie within the walls of Ardenville? <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear like, you could feel like the attention of the thing kind of turned towards you, Osric. Who speaks? Enter. I fear to look upon your countenance, O oh Great One. <laughs> Please. Right. Find my lost love. Can I? Can I? Kill I'm those go who take the them. Can I go stand in the doorway? Oh shit! You can okay. do whatever you want. All right, I want to go stand in the doorway, sword and shield out, but sword not brandished. My eight charisma coming to bear, and be like, I am Gorin to the dwarven people. I worship no setites or any other human gods. What is your name, and what is your trouble? You look in and you see what appears to be a ghostly visage hanging about two feet off the floor, completely phantasmal in nature. Um, and it appears to be a uh, what it looks like a, a a human figure, male, but Archontian, but of it, but of it, uh, uh, of antiquity, of antiquity, the, the, the white and 
pale blue robes that it's wearing are obviously speak to like a, a, a time a long you know like it's not in fashion anymore basically right um uh its eyes though are black pits right um that stand out amidst the rubble as it's as it's hanging there it appears to be actually grasping one like fallen timber to kind of hold itself erect as it's sort of swaying and it looks over at you and it does like the classic like ghostbusters in the library sort of thing where it like looms forward with it's like its face like, like as it comes forward um and it bears it's like skeletal teeth at you um and it's uh uh, it opens its mouth, but the words that it are speaking doesn't cause its jaw to move. It just opens and the words emanate outwards. Um, and it says, my name is Irtol. Get him, I will Gorin. spell it for you. Why? <laughs> R-T-O-L. Why are we? Very friendly. He's very nice. And his lover was Naima? Naima, yeah. And, uh, and he says, you dwarf, I hunger so much. And with lightning speed, a clawed hand shoots out of its robe straight at you out of the doorway. And you can see almost like a dog on a chain. It, like it, we get a close up shot of like your neck and its claw. It just barely like misses you. Right. And because you're standing right at the doorway. Right. Right. And then it like pulls its hand back and growls at you a little bit. Thank you, Vargar, for your great suggestion. <laughs> you hear whispered from somewhere upon the wall. Alright. yourself, spirit. I am no easy meat. You may hunger, but do you hunger for my life or for your Na Naima? Which would give you greater pleasure? Naima. Then tell me what happened and we'll see if we can retrieve her for you the priests came so long ago and took her from me i know not where took and cursed me tomb? to this existence i desire only rest i'm so tired and his head goes down then it comes back up with its black pits again but so hungry and it like leech, lurches towards you again once again just barely missing you Okay, three drops of pee come out of my bleach pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think this answers the question. Was Naima removed from your tomb, or were you together in life? Because I hate to tell you this, but you're not alive anymore. And all the people that you knew were, are dust from like 500 years pre previous. Gentle! Yeah, Barker. That's rough, man. That's <laughs> a loud whisper. Gentle! <laughs> Uh, uh, he says, um, we were married. And you lived in Ardenvul. We, Arden, it, it, you see it sort of like thinks for a second and it's like, yes, I remember that name. Uh, yes. When he, says, when he says we were married, sorry, I don't want to steal your thunder mic. I just want to interject for a second. Oh, you're good, dude. Irtol, my tragic fellow. If we find Nima, do you have? <laughs> your, your loved wife, do you have a token, a ring perhaps we can show her that we might prove you are looking for her? Did we already visit this story? 
Not even yet. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the ghost. Go back to Winter's daughter. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am both being helpful and also very much a thief right now is what's going on, right? So, Goran, you can see that the ghost, like, whips around to face, like, this uh, this voice that's coming from the other side of the ball. Yes. Um, uh, in anger, um, and, and it says, Fool! She is dead long, long ago these centuries. I know what the priests must have done to her. But her remains, her remains are all that I desire. Fair you enough. Find them and bring them back to me. Did she have any token with her remains that might help us identify her? Um, something that would, a wedding ring, something that we will know when we see them, that they are her remains. For so I tell you that we go into Arden Vool to explore the, the dungeons there and may very well find the Setai temple to which she was taken. She wore a pendant of lapis lazuli that I myself carved for her. And what was this pendant of? A dragon? Lapis Kick lazuli. That. <laughs> did, did I start her? Unfortunately, no. It was a it was a, a stone, uh, like just like a cut stone in a pendant. Just a cut stone, mm -hmm. not like a dolphin or a Tasmanian devil no, or just a faceted. Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm, gonna one, I'm, I'm gonna pipe in one more time, just because I can't help myself. <laughs> While he does that, I'm gonna go tuck in my kid. I'll be right okay. Right. No sure. I'm gonna say, uh, and if. Gods forbid, she is in a similar state of unlife as yourself. Do you also have a pendant that we may show her to prove that each of you uh, uh, need rest? I have nothing anymore. Just this unending hunger. All right, cool. Uh, I think with that, Fargo doesn't have much to pass her much. Um, we shall return. And, 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 uh... I thank you. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, he, he uh, Goran, you can see his form sort of, uh, dissipate and basically look like it's almost been sucked down like a vacuum almost back into the seams. Or, uh, uh, not the seams, the open, uh, trap door into the basement. When, uh, some time has passed, does the door, like, slam back as well magically? Does it stay open? Uh, it stays open. Shit. Well, unless, I mean, you you know, you're holding you it open. The rope. Well, I want to get the rope back, is what I'm trying to figure out. So, yeah, you're... <laughs> I don't know if that's happening. Uh... <laughs> you, you're you're literally hanging on to it right now. Like, you're holding the door open with, yeah. with both hands. Can I let go and see if it comes yep. back down? If you let go, it goes, boom, boom and it shuts. Okay. Uh, I'm going to wait for a few minutes and then go and untie the rope after it's shut. Okay. Uh, that encounter took a turn. Okay. Um, and then you, uh, yeah, you go around and back inside into the tomb. There is the remnants of the, of the cold are still within the, um, the tower ruins itself. Um, it does not, you know, you never check to see if the trap door itself was locked, but it appears to be in the same state that it was before. Uh, is there any, uh, equivalent to a, uh, what's it called? Not thief's camp, but like, um, like a uh, cairn or something. Symbology, symbology that thieves use like around cities to indicate certain meanings. You know what I'm talking about? Sure, yeah. Language they used to do. Uh -huh. That would that would, would like be cant. That would be cant. Yeah. That would be cant. Okay. 
I would like to take the chalk I have and upon the doorway indicate essentially danger. Like, do not enter. But only something that thieves from the Benevolent Brotherhood would know. Only something that thieves would know. Okay, cool. You could do dead inside. Nice. Or dead inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, that, that, that makes sense, too. Yeah. But but that's that's what I want to communicate for any uh, thieves that might come up, upon this. Okay. All right. And I don't know if they're... Should I have a signature? <laughs> dead inside. Burker. <laughs> the best thief of them all. <laughs> yeah. Every team would be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually am going to do that. I'm going to do some sort of dead inside and just like put a V as like a signature. To okay. Who wrote it? Cool. Uh, and with that, I think we should uh, get out of here. Um, yeah, I do it. still, oops, I do still very much want to uh, scout out the the. Waterfall side of the river slash, like, I guess, at the feet of the warrior statue and see if there are any paths that might lead behind the waterfall. John. I don't know if everyone else would like to do that as well, but that is definitely Varger's... Uh, I I like the idea <laughs> of a little, at least, trying to look. I don't really particularly want to go swimming or get swept away. Okay. But I, I want to see if there's I like a land. My only other concern is, too, and I'll just throw this out, but I'm happy to do whatever, is that we want to be at the top of that precipice before nightfall, and hopefully at the end by the time nightfall comes, right? Like, I don't want to be stuck on the side of the, of the cliff when the sun sets. Well, I would. I agree. I agree. I will say uh, we're probably equidistant to Gosterick, and it's going to take longer to climb up than to run back to Gosterick if we're really worried about time. Not that we want that situation to come. You're, you're, if, if you're much closer to the, to the statues than you are to Gosterick right now. And it's yep. only... Going up with backs is going to take a while, right? That's Especially what I'm getting at. If I were to ascend, I mean, I don't know. We, we, whatever level of realism we want to deal with, if I were to ascend up 1,800 feet, it would take a hell of a lot longer oh, yeah. than a flat I, I'm sorry. Road. I thought you meant like, to, the, to the statues. Yeah, you're... you're yeah, you're, oh, I see. No, my point is, if, if not that we are, but if something happens and we get caught closer to nightfall, I, I'm suggesting as Varger that we run back to town rather than try to like make camp up at the top of the ruins, if that makes sense. Okay. But... So you've got well, the I... you you've got the you're you're outside in the road. Yeah. You've got the river, which is not too far uh to your left, to the west. Yeah. Uh, the colossi <laughs> in the cliff face and the uh stairs are in front of you. Yes. Um and then you um and then you have watch the watchtower obviously right to your right, and sure. you have Gosterwick behind you. What would you so like? So I would basically like to uh head up road and then when we get about to the base of uh, 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 the path upward, split left towards the shoreline of this. I don't know if you can see where I'm indicating. Mm -hmm. I can. Yeah. The, and the shoreline here. And and one, see if there are any boats, just because it would be good to know if people are right. using boats around here. And two, see if there's any foot traffic in the mud or indication that there might be like a slim path, either a human or animal, going behind and around <coughs> in that direction. Like well, behind, it, her, behind her foot or something. Well, yeah, yeah, it occurs to me that behind the waterfall is one possibility, but behind the statue... Exactly. Both of these things, I think, are very valid possibilities. Yeah. yeah like, if her is leg is actually, like, going into the cliff. Exactly. Right. So I think, I, right. think so, I would really like to search that whole area pretty thoroughly. So are you going to the basin first or to the statue of Arden first? Let's let's do the statue first. Yeah. It's drier. John, let me, let me just ask one quick housekeeping no, no. question so I can keep track. 
Sure. Um, did we have third? Do I mark off three turns off of the torch or four for when we were in there? Uh, four turns total. Four turns total. Okay. Because yep. he would extinguish that, obviously. Okay. Got it. All right. Uh, so you continue on to the slick road, slow going as you're taking your time to make sure that you don't uh, twist an ankle or anything like that upon the Imperial Road. Um, and as you uh, approach the Colossus, like when you're right at the base of it, um, basically now the sunlight, which is almost basically uh, directly overhead, um, I would say that the uh, that the slight shadow of the cliff face itself is basically encompassing you this close to the face itself uh, as well because the basin of the waterfall is right next to you. What I described to you before at the watchtower um, as far as like the noise and the spray is uh, basically exponentially increased. It is so intense right here, right? Um, right. Have any of you guys ever been to like Niagara Falls or anything like that? Done like the mist? Like, you know you know how, how it can be like like when you're oh, on yeah, the boat. Man, Rochester, baby. Yeah, it's like it's it's crazy. I mean, there's, you can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, it's like so intense. Uh, so it's like just a, a, a foam of, of mist all around you at all times. The massive, uh, huge form of Arden is like peering up through this mist, like a, above you in the darkness. Um, uh, so she, the, the Arden, the swordswoman, she looms like a thousand feet above the valley floor. Um, the carving itself is... Uh, um, it's like, uh, what should I say? It's almost like, I don't want to put like a negative spin on it, but it's sort of like, uh, like the sculptures that you would see with like Mussolini's, like fascist Italy sort of thing, you know, like, like realistic, but like heavily like carved and chiseled, you know, it's like, like very sort of, um, uh, it, 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 it depicts her kneeling on her right knee and her right hand holds a broadsword point down while her left hand is extended palm up. Um, the, uh, the, the extended palm is about a hundred feet off the valley floor. Her head is helmed in a hoplite style helmet, uh, which is typical of the, the ancient Archontians. Even the modern Archontians have, a, have versions of the same sort of helmet, um, Ching Greaves, um, and her eyes are staring downward at her, at her left palm as if she's looking at something Ooh, in it. Interesting. Um, her hair braids extend below the helmet, and she appears to be wearing a breastplate. Um, the it looks like she obviously because the waterfall is coming straight down constantly for God knows how many eons uh, directly upon her right side, which would be the western side. Um, it's co it's covered with wet and moss covered on that side particularly. You see that no significant pieces of the statue have actually fallen off. Um, but the uh, the water stains that uh, have have uh, collected upon the statue actually make it appear as if she's been weeping, like the the stains on her, below her eyes. Aww. When you um, talk about the moss, sorry, go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead. When you talk about the moss growing upon one side, is there any other sort of like vegetation, like vines or, you know, like things affixed to the stone itself that might look like uh, an easier way of climbing them? It doesn't look easy. There are definitely like long, like long pieces of vegetation and, and, and moss and stuff like that are mostly upon the right side. Um, the problem is, is that it's, um, it's right next to what is a, a torrential falls, yeah. like yeah. torrential. Um, Makes sense. Uh, so it doesn't look, doesn't look easy at all. Um, okay. 
And you know, too, that uh, every, everyone here, like I know that, uh, and, and viewers out there, you should know as well, in case you didn't watch Session Zero, that Vargar and Osric are both Thorkin, which are um, native peoples to this land, to this local land, um, who are uh, were once upon, under the dominion of the Archontians in ancient times and have recently fallen underneath their sway again as the Archontians have expanded back into this con continent once again. Um, but regardless of uh, the origin, even the dwarf knows who's from hails from a kingdom far to the west um of the stories of the famed uh uh adventuring couple and lovers arden and vool um they are one of the 20 worthies of the Arcantian empire um and that uh, they are most arden is particularly famous for the um uh for her 12 labors that she did, which is recounted in the famous work known as the Twelve Labors of Arden, which all school children learn as part of like the common mythology. Um, but they, of course, are most famous for the fact that uh, their greatest achievement was founding um, the city that bears their name of Ardenvul. Mike, uh, Mike's got his hand up. John, real quick, are the statues carved from like the the rock? Or are they like bricks that have been set in place and then carved into? Nope, they've been carved out very much like Mount Rushmore style. Gotcha. So they're they're not fully detached from the stone behind them. They're not, but um, it's it's a high relief, right? High relief. Like basically, as that illustration, um, as you see there, uh, mm -hmm. like the the head and shoulders are basically uh, freestanding. But then, as it uh, right. because she's kneeling, like I guess, like you would say, like the lower back and buttocks are like probably adjoined to the, yeah. to the stone itself. So there's a cavity back there. There like, is a cavity back there. back there. Yes, um, but you, uh, in that uh, both that illustration and this illustration, oop, oop, not that one. Never mind. Don't don't look. Uh, Too late. This illustration. You can uh -huh. see you can see how close the falls are to her right side. Yeah, I wonder if um, Vool might actually be a more uh, wise choice for looking for a place to climb and go in. I assume Vool is considerably drier. Uh, Vool is much, yeah. Vool is basically not uh, completely dry. Yeah, okay. Uh, now, the falls themselves, as you're standing here, so... Um, uh, they fall 1,500 feet into a bowl carved out of solid rock. Um, the 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 plunge pool itself, the basin, um, you estimate to be about, and you probably would have had to judge this when you were further back along the road, kind of approaching, because it's impossible to tell from this distance. It's approximately about 275 feet across. Um, and the force of the falls hitting the water produces a constant swirling motion. And you can just tell. Be, as you as you're basically on the banks of this of this basin that it would be death to enter that water like instant death that, that's that's the power of the water that's uh, that's hitting that that basin do i see any uh, uh barrels of uh foolish <laughs> foolish, <adventures laughs> foolish tiktokers or something <laughs> <laughs> um okay Um, it also looks like the, uh, so the, the, the swift river 
runs out of this pool, you've already passed the point where it, where it exited it out, right? Um, is uh, is named very appropriately, especially as it exits out of the pool. So it's it's a very very swift running. It is um, it is not something that you can simply hop across. And you didn't notice uh, any likely uh, fords on the way over here. So at least from where your vantage point right now and what you've assessed so far, it looks near impossible to get to those broken stairs where that where that marble lined entrance was 700 feet above the cliffs all right it basically looks like the entire uh western side of the cliff face seems to be inaccessible from this side of the river from this side of the river yeah i and, immediately uh, have a thought as a seasoned climber that varker is uh uh High vantage points give much information, and going down is easier than going up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple thoughts. I, I sorry if it was un unclear to me, John. Uh, okay. The answer was no in terms of any sort of causeways or pathways at the foot of the statue behind the, the waterfall. Like right. in this area, like there's if we, no yeah. land. There's no land. In other words, that I might be able to like wiggle across in this in this area. Uh, it, it it's uh th there is no pathways nothing like that there th you can you can try to scramble as of course there's stuff to scramble over and stuff like that but it is okay. it is being constantly pummeled by yes. high velocity water like i, I cannot express enough how yes. dangerous it would be right so i have, I, have th I have two thoughts that seems too dangerous even if we put like a, a rope around us second thought uh to use our visual aid if we do ascend the first two segments of this switchback yeah. We will only have a clear view of what is in the palm of this statue, should it be important. Yeah. But theoretically, you could, we could uh, traverse across or upon the statue itself. And with the yeah, air stuff the like thing. that, I think that is probably a, as a climber of Varker, would, would sort of be like kind of eyeing, you know, uh, the cut stone. Especially since it's a statue, it's going to have much more uh, distinct like edge work right i imagine right there are seams in other words for it to be a statue which would be easier for me to like climb across than like raw rock face so should we should we want to try to get to the west as we're looking at this western door i think the best way to do it is to to do a traverse of that well I, I i think a thing to keep in mind uh my friend is that uh why it, I, i'm certain your climbing skills are really good uh mine aren't Oh, so, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, 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 I appreciate that you're using the term we here, but I'm not going across there. I would say good luck to you and, and say a prayer. Uh, I, I, I will pour you, one out for you when you fall if, and die, but yeah, I'm not sure, going that I way. I assure you, if this happens, I would uh, make sure you are very secure to a rope and not taking any undue risks. I would be lead climbing here. Hmm. Um, well, I think it's yeah. certainly worth going up the yeah. switchback and, and looking so. at I also think we've wasted, I won't say we've wasted it. We've spent enough time yeah. poking around out here. I don't want to go back. Let's, Let's go, go up. up. Let's go up. I agree. Um, All right. So yeah, you're going to start back up the switchback? Yeah, I think we should start the switchback. Um, although I do just make a point, though, real quick, and I'm sorry, real quick. We're going to go yeah. up this thing. It's going to be very slippery. Why don't we use um, Varga's rope to tie ourselves together yes so there's, there's, i, I sure. agree there's you can caterpillar basically for like fast climbing if we all tie at increments across the 100 feet of rope i have it's yep. a lot safer if one person falls because the three other people have yeah. 
stability. So, so even if let, you're not like affixed to a, sorry, go ahead, John. Let me give you just a, a description of what this, what the switchback looks like so you can make your plans accordingly. Makes right. sense. Yeah. So just uh, re really briefly, because you're at the base of it, so you can you can see clearly what this looks like. Now, it, it's not stairs, okay? This is different. This, this is interesting because it's not what you saw from across the river. The what, what we saw across the river were wide, broken sections of actual stairs that were carved into uh, carved out of the mountain, out of the cliff face. This appears to be a narrow ramp that rises slowly in switchbacks, okay? Um, uh, and it looks like it was, it was sheathed with large flagstones that were mortared together at one time, but um, the flagstones now have been broken and, and are rutted, and it looks like quite dangerous, treacherous footing at, at some points. Um, uh, so that's what you're looking at. There's no obviously no right. railing, um, but it's quite right. narrow and it's a, it's a ramp. When when you say quite narrow, are we talking six inches? Or are we talking like two feet? No, uh, yeah, let's see. I'd say it's probably about, I'd probably say it's about six feet wide. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's going to feel really narrow when we're walking up there and the, it's a sheer drop. Yeah. Imagine being, imagine being 500 feet up, right? Which is a third of the way up, which is as high as the Washington monument and only having six feet from the cliff face to certain death. Oh yeah. I'm I'm afraid. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Varga's very excited. You see sort of a thrumming uh, uh, <laughs> in his eyes. Thrumming is a weird word for it, but yeah. All right. Uh, cool. All right, boys. Well, uh, you came for adventure. Uh, uh, whether you uh, uh, intended to have me along for this purpose or not, I am uh, would appear, and I give like a long look to all of you, to be the only one remotely qualified. <laughs> Shall I take the lead? <laughs> I have a stick. <laughs> um, I, I do suggest a stick, and in fact, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I mean, everybody could cut one while we're look, in the woods. I, th I think it would be very, since we're in the woods, I think it'd be useful for people to have a stick as just a balancing sort of device uh, for yep. their own confidence. Yep. Uh, if everyone would like to do that, is that possible, John? Since there are a bunch of woods at the base, for them, yeah, kind of, you can you cue can... a couple branches. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. a hand axe, so we can do it probably pretty quickly. Uh, I'm going to say that's going to advance the time to to uh, one o'clock, though. Okay. And John, when we start our ascent, so I'll have my walking stick in one hand, but weapon sheath and my shield slung across my back, so that I have as many hands free as possible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I, with the upper limit of two. Um, no, no. Actually, you didn't know this, but dwarves in Art and Bull actually have four arms. Oh, that's uh, fantastic! Yes, <laughs> love that. Good point. Um, that is great. <laughs> just for so that practice. is great. <laughs> just, um, John's like, the only thing I, I don't remember that. That's not <laughs> yeah. the only thing I've got more than one of. Uh, just so I'm clear, I missed that paragraph. Um, it is an 1100 page document. Maybe I missed the four arm dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so I'm clear uh, on how this best works, I have like a small hammer and spikes that you can use as spitons. Yep. Um, they're in my backpack. Uh, if I wanted to use something like that on the fly going up, do they need to be essentially a equipped like weapons i need to be holding them in either hand like, yeah we don't have to work. get that nitty-gritty what i basically need to know though is like what's in your hands right so um but yeah if have... you're if you're using hammer and spice then obviously that's what we would be in your i would hands. like to have a couple spikes and a hammer on the ready essentially is what i'm getting at yep should i need them okay should i need to throw a rope over it real quick 
All right, so just uh, let's go down the line. So I know what Gorn and Varger have in their hands. What does Osric and Avrisios have in their hands? I have my staff. That's okay. Um, I don't think I have anything else useful to hold on to other than, you know, uh, your dreams, my dreams, my hopes and wishes, <laughs> hopes of living, my faith in the wisdom of the master ancients. All right, Avrisios. Uh, yeah, Avaricius, uh, he is going to have his faith uh, in the uh, new uh, steady staff that he is. Uh, 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 we have forged from the trees, and uh, also in his other hand, he's going to carry a crowbar because he thinks something, having something with a, a strong metal hook would be a good idea if he needs to. Cool. Does anyone have a shield that they've had to pack away because of this? I said that already, right? Okay. Yeah, so you did. I slung it across my back. So just don't forget, um, and you don't have to like erase stuff and all that kind of stuff, but remember that that now goes into your packed items things rather than your equipped. So that may reduce, they may push you down into like a lower level of movement. Just, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we need to keep track of. Although I assume for this this particular ascent, I assume that you're moving as slowly and as cautiously as necessary, of of course, but just something to keep in mind as we move forward. I have one more question that's only now occurred to me. And we'll apply later on, perhaps. But you know, the hammer within the equipment list is presumably to use for hammering things in, like spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, does it make sense that a, the the broadside of an axe could do the same thing? I mean, you in real life it would, right? You could just turn the axe, hand axe, and hit it. Correct. Yeah. Or is, is that too cheesy? Are you just saying you you want to do it so that you have a weapon ready? Sort of thing. Yeah, if I instead, rather than having a hammer, if I wanted to use an axe, and so I'd have an axe that I could double as a hammer, is that possible, or is that too? I, I buy it. I don't see why not. Jeez. All right, someone have Ted. That that's, Ted, that's reasonable, right? Um, you know, no. it depends on the axe. Uh, actually, a a a Roman um, dolabra yeah. actually has a spade on the back. Oh. But, a, but, but he's talking a, about uh, like using like the part where it actually meets the wood. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a Roman Dalabra, which is like a hand axe trenching tool, you couldn't use as a hammer, really. Not very effectively. Okay, that's good to know. But some, uh, you know, sort of, we'll say Viking period, kind of, that kind of axe, they often don't have anything on the back. It would make a fine hammer. Not always, a great hammer, but a fine hammer. I always picture it as like my hatchet. You know, like my hatchet that I take camping. Use that to hammer 10 stakes in that's all the time. I, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is why I asked. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I so, buy it. I buy all right. it. All right, yep. cool. So I'm gonna have that just so I have the weapon rather than. Okay, cool. And then we're 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 tying each other with rope. How how uh you've you've got fifty feet of rope, right? I have a hundred feet of rope. Okay. Yeah, but okay. let's so just. I don't do think we need a hundred. I think fifty is all we need. But just yeah, let's just yeah. do a fifty foot length and do ten foot lengths. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do, John, is I'm gonna have fifty coiled around me like a climber would, just like over my shoulder. In other words, not being used. Yeah. And the other fifty. Is going to start tied to me, and then at an even increment across, we'll we'll tie everyone. The rest. Question okay. about that: uh, Should the bulk of the rope be actually tied around whoever is the strongest? The I don't know if that is actually a factor in this kind of thing, David. That that uh, is that is actually Varger. That is that <laughs> is me. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, by you guys can't see, but as the viewers can see by my lovely graphic. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't. Oh, think it's, it's, it's sort of immaterial in this. I think. What I are you would, packing there, Varger? Sorry. What are you packing in the old STR department? Well, fifteen. Much like the player David. It's that whiskey blood. Yeah. It's that whiskey blood. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so uh, what is the marching order then? Varger first, then. 
Uh, I'll, uh, I'll go second. Uh, sure. Well, so here's my next question. If we've got a strong anchor with all that rope, then I guess, and this is a little bit meta, John, so take it for what you will, mm -hmm. uh, is this going to be um, based on a strength thing or based on a dex thing, that kind of deal? Because I'm thinking that, like, the so the it, it, strongest and most dexterous people should be leading uh as and then they remain the anchor for anyone who else who slips if that makes sense okay so slipping um there is a there's a high chance because you're going up these stairs that there right. uh, that you may have to there, there might be an issue with the slickness of the of the ramp that will right. be de that will be dexterity based um okay. then um should you have an issue because you're tied to the strength like basically like your ultimate fate <laughs> will be determined by strength if you know what i mean yeah so I don't know if it makes yeah, sense. Put the two best people at the front and the back. Okay, front and the back. Sure. So okay. I'm a 13 strength and a 12 dex. I don't know where that puts me. Uh, I'm 10 and 13. So I'm probably in the middle somewhere then. I, I, I'm in the middle too. You're stronger than I am. Okay. So I'll, I'll follow up. I've got my staff and my my steady feet. and. Okay. Osric second. Avaricio's third. And Goran last. Is that what I'm hearing? No. No. Osric last. Oh, Osric last. I'm sorry. Okay. Quick. Who's who, who's going second? Quick. Sure, me. Okay. Gorin, yeah. Avricios, Osric. Yeah. I don't like this plan. Okay. Oh, right. You start to make you ascend your way up and you're, it is, uh, it's at, like after the first like 30 feet or so, it becomes absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and you're, you're thinking to yourself the entire time as you're slowly making your way up hand over hand over these ropes. Um, as uh, as you can't even hear the sound of Varger pounding in the spikes, it's it's like little pinks, like you can barely hear over the roar of the um, of the uh, of the waterfall. It's like you've talked to like almost dozens of people who have claimed to have seen the wonders of Ardenvul in inside, who have nominally gone up the same section of stair uh, of a, of a ramp all the way up to the top. You're like, that is fucking insane. Like sure, what sure. they are full of, they are full of shit. <laughs> I think, I think, I think while this is happening, uh, Varger is singing, not quite the equivalent of she'll be coming around the mountain, but sort of a, a whiskey <laughs> version of like a, a, a song of like, uh, you know, like a, like an Astrid, like a, like a like a Scandinavian named woman who's a giant, you know, who, who kind of like uh, uh, what's the giant lumberjack guy? Anyway, I'm oh, a giant, a giant Scandinavian oh, woman running through the mountains, right? Uh, trolloping over them like they're nothing. Uh, this is what the song is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you got weird songs from your village, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't don't kink shame. All right. So you. <laughs> It's it's very muscle. It's it's much like a, a waterlogged version of the passing over Carathros, right? You know what I mean? It's like it's really slow. You're sure. very careful, like pushing through like the water. Um, every yeah. step, it's like you can you can barely find purchase. Um, which you think is like a solid set of flagstones set by the excellent, uh, you know, the the expert Arcantian architects of years ago. Suddenly, like slips out from underneath you. Um, causing you to stumble and ca you know causing other people to like grasp whatever whatever shrubbery they can find like growing out of the side of the out of the cliff face um it's nightmarish it's re it's really awful um and uh uh i need everyone to this is an interesting way of doing it you're going to roll 2d6 and you want to roll underneath your decks but because you guys have taken the precautions of actually roping yourselves together, you get to subtract two from the roll, which is a good thing because you're trying to go underneath your decks. 
oh. in order of climbing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I made it. I'll go first. Oh, okay. Goran made it. Yep. I made it. Parker got a five. He made it. Okay. All right. My dex is eight. Oh, boy. That's probably not. That's the lowest. Three. That's the lowest. One. Oh, that's a four. And, uh, Oh, that's an that's an eight, but the, with the minus two, I'm good. Ooh, that's <laughs> good. Uh, Osric got a five. All right. Yeah, yeah. You guys all really really shitty, which is really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I rolled a six and a five. It's just I'm that dexterous. That's what it is. Yeah. John, um, looking so, across, oh, looking, it's it's actually really nice now that I can actually see your guys' ability scores. I wish you guys could actually see the what I'm seeing, but um, uh. Uh, for as you guys can notice, surprisingly and ironically enough, the dwarf is the most dexterous of the group with a thirteen. Mm. <laughs> um, Hard to hit. So you are able to make your way up to that first switchback. Um, that's all for one switchback. Oh my god! We're so oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, I should say I'm sorry. Two. So you make your way up oh, to the first okay. one, and oh, you do oh, make okay. the same okay. to this to the um. The second one. Now, this is interesting. Okay, at the second switchback here, um, an Arden shoulder. You see that there is a yes, there is a twenty foot wide. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reset this image, and it's perfect for the viewers. So please don't move it. Just adjust your screen to, or or Albert to oh. to do your own thing, but don't move the image. Okay. okay. Um. So, uh, at the second switchback, there is a twenty foot wide entrance into the cliff itself. That's okay. when I saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, it uh, it uh, it looks like it's been expertly carved into the cliff. It's not something that's natural, like a crevice, right? It's been carved, but it doesn't it's not like lined with marble blocks like that grand entrance you saw on the western side of the falls, right? It's just like a it plain cut entrance into the into the side. Um yeah, in a, it's dark. Like, like you, I'm, I'm gonna assume you haven't looked into it yet, but it's just dark in there. There's no light. Um, but at this angle here, as you kind of, t uh, it's much wider here. I would say it's probably about around, like, give or take, around ten feet wide. So you can kind of like move around on this landing. You can see directly over. You're at Arden's shoulder now. You can see her helmed face, like looming up. You know, if, like if you look up into your right, you can see like her, her massive face like uh, uh glowering down upon her hand which is below you right so when you look down you can see her hand um what's in the hand what's in the hand john what's in the hand what's in the hand what's in the hand Franken. uh you can see that in her hand is nothing i thought nothing nothing in the box <laughs> um John, I have a couple questions. Uh, one, uh, each segment, I guess, is, is it written uh, how long each segment of this uh, switchback is? We have a sense of like. Well, I can tell you where you are right now. You're you're seven hundred and fifty yeah. feet above the valley, so you were exactly halfway up. And how long did that take us? Uh. I would say going super slow and careful. I'd say probably about a half hour. Oh, okay. Oh. We made good time. Yeah. Um, I 
I, I was I didn't do it earlier because uh, uh, well, what I would like to do is like put a couple spikes on that path if we want to retraverse this at some point, just so we have like a fixed spot. Is it possible to retroactively put one at each juncture? Since we said we just did two, wasn't sure where we were. You want to put them you know at this, at each switchback? Yeah. So at, at at the fulcrum of each before the turn, I just want to like put a spike in the ground. Yep. No, sorry, I don't want to do that. I'm sorry. I wanted. To, if this is if this is uh, not possible, let me know. I'd rather do it at the center point between each. Does that make sense? I got you. Yep. So like on the incline down, itself. On the incline, halfway up the incline, on either side, I'd like to put a spike. So yep. that if anything were to happen on our retraversal of this, it would be something that I knew was there if I needed to grab onto it, or if a rope could get snagged on no it. No problem. Right? Yep. So mark off okay. two spikes off your inventory. Okay, I will. Cool. I, I have a question, John. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're standing here at this, I guess, sort of a platform or something by this carved entrance. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this... Uh, these this path up and looking across well having earlier looked at the earlier uh, on the other side so that was stairs up to a marble entrance mm -hmm. am i getting the sense that that's like the visitor's entrance and this is the service entrance kind of feeling like this would be the ramp you'd take bring a cart up into this sort of ordinary cut stone entrance as opposed to you know climbing up the grand steps to the marble entrance. It's totally a reasonable assumption to make. The only problem is that you can't confirm it because you haven't been close. You haven't been able to get close enough to, to the other set to determine the age difference between the broken stairs and the ramp mm. that you're on. So you don't know, like, hmm. this could be added later or whatever. Possibly. And but, but like I said, like you really, that. you really have no idea, but it's, it's totally a reasonable assumption to make that this, this Just would be, be clear, how, how cards got up. Yeah. Just to be clear, the stairs are the western entrance. Yeah, side. yeah, the western. Yeah. And so this entrance has no marble. Is there indi any indication that it previously had marble, that it was decorated in some way and has fallen into ruin somehow? Yeah. No. Or any, like, signs or writing around, like, any, like, wooden stakes in the Nope, ground. it literally looks like it was just expertly carved to form, like, a rectangular entrance into the stone, but is completely um, devoid of any sort of uh, remnants of... Like, there's, like, uh, there's no, like... um holes where marble would marble would have been riveted in or something like that you know? sure, yeah sure. yeah it's not like it was stripped yeah could Gorand look at this and say that that's an Arcantian carving or not impossible it's um like i said it's just it's just been carved out of the bare rock just in an expert right. fashion okay Arcantians had the ability to do this you can you know that right and you have not oh. you have not actually peered in this is just sort of like you got them up to the top right, right, right. You see. well i yeah. think it's time to peer in Oh, we definitely want to be in. Uh, la last question on the on the carving of it: Does it seem uh, like finished and smooth, or like rough, quick, like you know, big chunks out? Uh, of it? Sort of. I, I know this is kind of wishy washy, but it, it's actually sort of in the middle. It looks like utilitarian. Okay. Right. It's like no, someone. That's, that's good. It's, it's, like, it's like someone carved yeah. it be with a with a with um. Yeah. Uh, like it's the, neat and tidy, but not fine yeah it's like someone like a like a, a mason who would do it up to a certain standard and wouldn't never bring himself below a certain standard right sure. that sort of thing gotcha. yeah. so my, Utilitarian. my last question sorry my last question really fix it down the rock <laughs> give give a thief a uh a wall um and everything is a no uh <laughs> per my per my question earlier like i'm really interested in the connection point right of when rough hewn raw rock becomes sculpture mm -hmm. and I'm re I really want to check and see if there is 
like ah. a wedge. Like it's really common for climbers to wedge through, you know, the, to use the leverage of, of, of like a, a, a wedge. If that makes sense. Yep. A V point in a the V point in between the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if there is, Varger would use that, for instance, to help traverse. He would try to get across through that because it would be the safest, least exposed way of doing so to kind of go up and over the shoulder type of situation. Okay. So that's a good question. So at this point, um, it's actually an ideal point. The 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 um, the pauldron of her armor um, is right there. Like you can literally like climb right onto it, and it is at yeah. this point, at least uh, where you are in the sculpture, that the um, that the statue of Arden Vool actually connects with the rock right here at yeah. this landing. So the seam is um, is is tight right here. Like there's no you can't climb behind the pauldron and get behind her. Sure. You would have to climb up onto the pauldron and go behind her head in order to get to whatever lies below. Behind or, or, I'm sorry, behind her head. Right <laughs> now. Um, but uh and also at this point too uh the falls are far enough away where you're still getting spray but it, it's not it's not obscuring vision at this point either right like it's it's not dry but it's it's still treacherous but it's um um but you can you have that clear view down onto her palm right so you could uh depending on where you want to go you could climb up onto her pauldron um anyone could attempt this uh obviously varger would have a much easier time than the rest of you um, but it, it is definitely something that you could you could simply walk onto her pauldron, right? Um, yeah. But to, in order to ascend it, you would have to probably make a roll. Um, I would like to see what's behind her head, but I don't want to dominate the session. So if you guys would rather go in first, like let me know. I just think it's well, a, it's a. You also see I don't know, two, my, my my spider senses are tingling. Well, just so you get the clear picture as well, you can also see too that there are those vines and growths. That are hanging, uh, that are dripping down her the front of her um, breastplate, and the pauldron okay. itself, and they do actually kind of dangle down, um, uh, down towards her knee and her open palm down there, right? Like there's growth like all over her. I think it's I, worth. I'm a little I think it's worth David, I think it's worth exploring. All right, I agree. Okay. And, so, and I don't, don't want to spend the next two hours trying to figure out how we do it. No, but I'm if gonna, you want to be just, real quick about this. Why don't you yeah. just go ahead and leave us behind so, on this platform? What I want to do is we have 100 feet of rope, right? Yeah, take the rope I with want you. you to, I, I want to affix myself to, uh, uh, we'll say, the first. How can we do this? We should we should put this spike in right here. I'm going to put a spike in here, and yeah. you guys should be on one end of it. As a belay? As a belay, right? I'm going to go 50 yeah. feet, right? I'm going to spike in. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go another 50 feet. I'm going to spike in, et cetera, et cetera. And the first thing I'm going to do is try to get behind the helmet. That's the first sort of trajectory I'm going for. That way I'm tied. You guys have it. Another side of me. If things go to shit, I'm swinging down and it's still dangerous, but I'm not falling to my death. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah. Okay. I can believe you. What's your second character, by the way? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So, so John, just to, just to clarify, if this makes sense, yep. visually, I am lead climbing where they are spiked and holding me, belaying me from the for, for the first fifty feet. Yep. I'm then going to spike in. I should probably do it every twenty five, but I don't know how many spikes I have. Is the problem? I'm going to spike in at another fifty feet with my second section of rope and tie off there as well and continue. Does that make sense? So if I fall on the second segment. I'm falling to that center point. Yep. You're probably going to have to take the rope away from us at that point. 
which I would also do, right? And then I would continue to caterpillar across. Does that make sense? I got it. So yep. I'm always I'm always going to have 50 feet of rope attached to some point. I understand. On this. Yep. Okay. Yep. And we'll say that, uh, I don't know, I think it's six spikes is what you get for a set. So, But if it doesn't say that, it's that's 12. what you have. So you or I or I got twelve maybe I, that's that's fine that's okay so now you're just okay so if you if you bought two sets then you have twelve spikes which means you're down to ten right now I have ten right now yeah. okay you can um, also retrieve them as you come back yeah I'll, I'll pull them if I need to on the way back okay so first, first objective is behind the head all right cool so you there are uh, so this is kind of an interesting thing you've got plenty of handholds. Um, and you've got, uh, in addition to that, you have tools, you have, you have the spikes and you've got the climbing and you've got the help of your friends. Um, and, um, but the thing that's kind of hindering you is the slickness, um, and constant, uh, you know, the, the, the wetness coming off of the waterfall. Um, but mitigating that is the fact that you are a thief who can actually climb sheer surfaces. Um, so what is your current, uh, what is your climb sheer surfaces? My current climb shear surface is, is three, so it's uh, 50%. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have you make a roll because it is dangerous. Um, sure. But I'm going to uh, let you use that, but I'm going to up that by two. So I'm going to give you a five and six chance. Um, and this is only because you're a thief. Basically, so, anyone else who would want to give this a try, I'd probably give them a two and six rather than a one and six because of the equipment that they had. Um, sure. But but you're an expert, so. So walk with, I'm just rolling one D6. You're you're rolling one d six and you want to get um, five or lower. Gotcha. And I did. Yay! Cool. All right. So yeah, you 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 spike in, um, and uh, I'd probably say it would probably take two spikes to no. get to. Okay. Well, no, it would probably take one spike to get to a point where you could actually slip behind her head, right? Gotcha. So her okay. her head is fully detached from the cliff face. Um, now, uh, already when you guys were ascending the stairs, you were in shadow because you were, um, uh, uh, just because of the nature of the sun was kind of past its zenith and you were in the shadows of this cliff, but now you're in complete, almost total darkness, um, because you're, uh, you're in that, that narrow cleft in between the, the head and the cliff itself. Right. Um, actually I would say like the sun is actually shining like, like a, like a ray, like, like, like right through that, uh, that, that dark, uh, that dark crevice in between the head and the cliff. You can see that the, the rock of the cliff face itself, um, has definite, like, it's definitely been hewn in huge amounts, right? Like where it was actually like where the, the statue was carved out of that, for that, that rock, right? Like it's definitely not natural there, but it has been worn down over the, over the centuries, um, because of the water erosion. So that is sort of like these kind of gentle folds, but you could tell that it's not, that it was, it was hewn by somebody, you know what I mean? Like a, uh, like a massive team, like a huge effort. Um, uh, and you can see that there is a massive pile of vegetation that has basically grown up in the V part where like the, the back of her, like, like her shoulder blades, right? Like, like the, the, what's that, what's that called? The back here. The the scapula or the nape? The nape. Oh, the, the scapula nape. is yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, the oh, nape okay. is where like it where it connects again with the with the cliff face. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it forms yeah. like a V. And down there is extremely lush with vegetation. Because it's like um uh you know what I mean? It's like wet and moist like a hundred percent of the right. time all the time, right? But it's also very, very dark. Um but it does get sun at certain points of the day and um and so there's 
uh, and you can see like the whole area that you're stepping into or climbing across is like draped with like heavy, heavy vegetation. Um, all very, very wet. Uh, but you don't, you don't see anything like you don't see any entrances. You don't see any, um, sparkly treasure or. Yeah. Like I'm that. just trying, sorry. I'm trying to visualize a little bit. Is there like a chasm where this vegetation is growing below? Like, is, is it. No, like, is it just vegetation upon the neck or is there like erosion that's created a base? No, I'm, I'm saying like the head is completely detached, right? Um, let yeah. me see if I can put it in frame here. So, um, uh, Let's see. This, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to do like my, my camera. So this this is her um this is her head. Yeah. Okay, and this is the cliff wall, right? Understand? So the yeah, head is okay. detached from the cliff wall. All right, and then um as because she's leaning forward and resting resting uh, on her knee, right? Um, her back is sloped. I'm sorry. This is her head. Her back is sloped, and so eventually hits the cliff wall. Right, and so that's where it attaches again, and then that crevice right here is all this vegetation. And how easy would it be for me to get down to that vegetation? Uh, not not too hard because there's tons of like you can using the rope and especially in in the hanging vegetation, it would be minimally difficult. Okay, I'm gonna e do that. and even if you fell, you would fall into that bed of vegetation with maybe a D six worth of damage. So I have my spike there, right? I'm gonna use my second fifty, and I'm gonna rappel down there. Okay, cool. All right, no roll, and you you alight down into um, this patch of of extremely wet, um, sure. thorny masses and stuff like that, but no no damage or anything like that. Um, and you basically you you kind of drop down, and it's like you it, it basically almost goes up to your neck in like thick vegetation, like wow. you're really like in there. Um, yeah. snake, you're gonna find snakes. <laughs> Shut up! Shut all up. of you, spiders. Yeah. All of you hear a dreadful cry in the air, like a like a. There's a fucking nest. There's a fucking nest. No, it's a it's a huge. It's it's a it's a huge cry, uh, uh, like out in the air somewhere. Um, you see a shadow. A uh, you're already in almost total darkness, Varger, and you can see like above you for a brief instant, for about two seconds, you can see the sun get blotted out by some large thing that is flying from the western side of the of the um, cliff face towards the east as it flies over you, and you um, you are you are physically um, pushed down by the f uh, by the massive force of wing buffet as woof woof. And something uh, crosses right over top of your guys' heads, the rest of you guys back on the landing, as you see a uh, a green scaled, massive uh, serpentine figure alight uh, come winging by you. Okay. Uh, it does not appear I... to see you, but wings and then like slowly, almost uh, lackadaisically circles in the sky above you. I, I would just like to say that. Earlier when we felt like the rumors and people we talked to and things about the switchback they didn't mention, I feel like we've they really dropped the ball. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I would like to lodge a complaint. The, it, yeah. It does not appear that this, what, what it appears to be, although you've never seen one, but it sure seems like one. It does not appear that this dragon um, has noticed any of you. Um, Into the so, doorway. 
right in the yeah, fucking no, door. <laughs> yeah, now's a good time to back into the there. doorway. Yeah, yeah. Has, ha, well, hold on. Has Varger extended beyond the hundred feet of this rope? Can I start pulling on him? And he said that he yeah. took the no, our two, end of the rope lengths. with him. I have two lengths. So, so yeah. there's, a, there's a method for me to get back to you on my own if you want to hide. I'm right. going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hide. Yeah, I was going to yeah. pull you, but if you've pulled okay. the rope so past. There, there's, so, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a stake at the top, at the, the apex of the we, neck. We get, we get what the setup is, dude. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. that. Yeah, I know that. My point yeah. is, are you more than 100 feet from me? If the answer is yes, I can't pull on the rope because you, you have all the you rope. Can, you can pull on the rope. Okay, gonna... let's take the rope into the into the tunnel and pull yeah, on yeah. it down. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. So you're like, oh shit, and you you guys race into the into the um into this entrance. You can see yeah. that um, it leads into what appears to be a re relatively low chamber, only about eight feet high, um, and it's made it's carved out of very neatly shaped rock without any decoration or ornamentation at all. Um, uh, there doesn't appear to be any sort of furnishings at all inside, but you do see that there is in the center of it there is a fire circle, and there is a uh, a two weeks. Uh, would you? I don't know how you would know that, but I'm going to tell you right now. There appears to be like a two week supply of firewood stacked neatly against one of the sides of this chamber. Oh, there does not so appear to be just any. Room? It just appears to be just a small little room, like a little wash post, perhaps, or something like that. Uh, does not mm. appear to be, as far as you can tell, any sort of uh, further, uh, you know, uh, entrance to anything further deeper into the into the cliff itself. Um, but it definitely does uh, protect you from whatever's outside there. Sure. Well, <laughs> well, while they're pulling up our thief, I'm no, going to no, do. They're not pulling me. He's just nudging. Okay, me. Keep, keep, nudging keep... Yeah. While they're doing what they're doing, I'm going to go search for secret doors in the back of this tunnel. Okay, cool. All right, so roll me a secret doors check. Um, can unless, I use unless, you're doing, unless you're doing something specific, like. Well, I want to check. I want to check first of all. Um, it's just a square, you said, right? Uh, yeah, rectangular, but yeah. All right, on the back wall, I'm going to look for any bricks that are loose. I'm going to. Use the um, end of the back end of my at, my hatchet to try and my hand axe to try and find hollow spaces. Okay. Um, and uh, I was hoping that I'd be able to use my dwarfiness, the uh, detect uh, construction tricks to see if there's like um, sliding walls, new construction, sloping passages, anything like that. Sure. That it's not a substitute for secret doors, but um, but uh, if you, if you. So it would take like one turn to do that sort of stuff, and then another turn to do like specific secret doors. You know what I mean? Okay, so first I'll do the construction trick thing. Okay, cool. Go ahead and roll. Uh, John, do we need to? Is it dark, so dark in here? We should uh, light up. It is definitely well, dark, although there's enough light coming in from the outside that uh, you don't necessarily need one unless you plan to spend a lot of time here. Nope. Okay. Totally fine, guys. Totally safe. Not gonna have goblins come out of a secret door and eat us later. That's totally cool. Sweet. I okay. rolled a three. All right, so we we do have to wrap up here. Um, just so we're all in the same place, um, Varger, do you want to um, do you want to do anything further here in this? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, so we can leave it here. That's fine. So we can have Varger basically still attach the rope. A dragon has just winged by and basically lazily made circles in the air as it sort of rode the uh, the the um, the currents of the air upwards, and then it disappears off 
as far as you can tell, over the cliff. Like you, you just kind of watch it and look as it kind of disappears. What you think is into the ruined city itself, but you're not really sure. And you can hear one last cry as it disappears. Um, and um, uh, Varger is uh, basically up to his neck in the shadowed recesses of this vegetation in the nape of the neck of uh, the statue of Arden while the rest of you guys are in that chamber. Um, and uh, we can leave it there, if that's cool. Yeah, sure. Sound good? He lives there now. That's right on. All right. All right. They have made it half, well, yeah, about halfway up the cliff. <laughs> Already some exciting, juicy good. stuff to, to dig into. It's going to be a, a long adventure, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and John, we did not see a giant nest in the hand, right? <laughs> no, you did, you saw nothing in the hand except like a vegetation, uh, like a little bit of vegetation. But um, How you know, tall was the vegetation? Not, not tall. Not, in, not, okay. not anything near what you saw, but um, just like an open palm. Um, but it does appear that you could, like, if you crested the pauldron, which you've already done in order to get back to this point, but if you crested in the other direction, that there are enough vines that you could, um, you, Varger, would, um, it would not be that too terribly difficult to get down into that hand. Um, for everyone else, it would be quite difficult and quite dangerous. It's still a little bit of danger for you, just so you know. Um, oh, but it is possible. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave those decisions till a further time. But, uh, anyways, awesome first session, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Yeah, cool. Thank you, John, man. That was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining in. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys soon for session two, and we'll see what these uh, misfits get up to. Um, in the meantime, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Please share uh, everywhere you possibly find so we can get, get some more viewers, more people into it. Um, and uh, we will see you guys next time. So thanks so much, guys. Have a great week. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye, gang.